Welcome everybody to There Will Be Dungeons, session 13, with Scott, Bo, John, Kristen, and Kyle. Uh, we're back at it, everybody, and we're thrilled to be here for a 13th session, uh, which is crazy because I mean it's been 13 weeks, which is just as crazy. Uh, I uh, am Scott Johnson, and I'd like to read you the following email. Dear Kristen, Kyle, Scott, Johan, and Kyle, they spelled your name twice and put called John Johan. Uh, and Bo, spelled it with an O. Better known as Hope, Nash, Stanley, and Varel, and the DM better known as the bus driver on his crazy adventure. I'm not forgetting those crappy yet gut-wrenchingly funny gnomes, Eddie and Chance, have started playing D&D with my four-year-old brother. I know, right? And he doesn't get it all. He doesn't get it at all. Also on the latest episode, kick me as hard as you can, as Nash, I would have demonstrated my power by putting either him or that drunk barfing man to sleep, not shooting a fireball into the sleeping town made of wood. Then I heard you put someone to sleep from Sam. P.S. I'm sorry if I spelt your names wrong. It's one of my favorite emails of all time. <laughs> That's really That good. was amazing. Yeah. Thanks, man. We appreciate your emails. And if you'd like to send an email in, you just go to uh, frogpants.com slash, or no, just go to therewillbedungeons.com. I'm sorry. Screw that up every time. And up on top is a link to send an email. We'd be happy to read them right here on the show. Uh, let's get right to it. Bo Schwartz, DM, Lord of All He Surveys will fill us in on what happened on the last episode of There Will Be Dungeons. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons. The evening continued with Vorel discovering the pleasantries of staying in a hotel and the mysteries of a human delicacy known as a sandwich. While Hope and Stanley made sweet, sweet love to their respective partners that oh. evening, <laughs> Celibus Stump and Talia of Dustill. To cap off the night, Nash provoked a non-weapons duel with the jeweler, that agreement didn't last long as beer bottles and acid globules started flying. The jeweler managed to sink two little shanks into Nash, but Nash responded with a devastating firebolt and thunder wave, which gave him the upper hand on the jeweler, who fell amidst a pile-up table and chairs and was all but defeated. Unfortunately for Nash, a half-ogre bodyguard named Dunk wrapped him on the head twice, knocking him out. The next morning... Hope found Nash out cold and face down in the mud in front of the sapphire, all of his belongings stolen. She helped Nash back to the hotel where she found Bok Bok had returned and was very excited to see everyone. After getting Nash settled in a moo moo and foodies, uh, footies, <laughs> she went off to work at Owen's garage. Meanwhile, Stanley broke the hard news to Talia that the extent of last night's plan, which included getting her away from the buxom confederates and making love to her, ended there. <laughs> He assured her a rescue was forthcoming, but to be patient a little longer. Shortly after, Celibus swung by to pick up Talia and return her to Madame Tongue, Madame Wildtongue's pleasure house. And Stanley acquiesced for now. Wow. The men went to the general store and bought proper clothes for Nash, but he still didn't feel right. They went to the foundry and Stanley picked up his finished sword from the Marble Mouse Smith, after which they met up with Hope at the Sapphire. There, they found the jeweler to be present and welcoming, even going so far as to admire Nash's grit. He offered a lot of information to the party, telling him that he was aware that Celibus had likely offered them a deal that is too good to be true, and cautioning them not to get in bed with Celibus. The jeweler explained that Dust Hill, which was perhaps once a sanctuary beyond the Dead Fingers, and hidden from the larger world, is now a known target for the principal's Toyota host raiders, and that the principal's men had learned of Dust Hill from a tall man and his gnome friend several months ago. Meaning, 
the goblin attack on Dust Hill would assuredly not be the last. The jeweler offered the party a peace offering, returning to Nash's cloak and staff and introducing Bakbak to Gitert, his goblin lady of pleasures, and suggesting that Slave Town was once a place called Pristine and that those among its population would still fight for freedom, citing such groups as the Laborers Accord and the Liberators, and that he himself, a man willing to roll up his sleeves and get his hands dirty in a myriad of ways, drew the line at slavery. The jeweler says he doesn't yet know who Catherine Speckles is, but has asked our friends to search for his associate, Timber McClelland, who owed him some debts and potentially had relevant information, but has not been seen for a week. Whoa, is that what leaves us? Mm-hmm. Okay, well then we gotta do this then. Good recap, dude. It was a long one, but it's all right. A lot of info was dropped last week, so and that was good. A lot of stuff happened in that town. So uh, where we left off, if I'm not mistaken, was we were we were you guys were conversing with the jeweler, learning all kinds of uh, sweet revelations about Slave Town, or interesting. I don't think "sweet" is the right word. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we can continue on from there uh, in the sapphire what was the last thing we talked about with him does anyone um, remember in our hands and shake him yeah yeah you made an accord with him now okay. at this point um john throughout the week has been asking me questions privately he's in case you guys weren't aware i'm gonna add him now he's always asking me about the game he's, you know he's always wants he's to understand the world super into it and yeah. wants to know how to make his character the best possible character it can possibly be and part of it came up that we probably should just go over as a group like so we can we don't have to rp it but we can learn a bit about the different factions from the jeweler through your discourse with them between weeks let's say all right just to get a sense of who's who right so um so i covered it up i covered it off a little bit with him but i'd like everyone to sort of be in the know about it um so here we go uh so the town slave town used to be known as a town called pristine and used to have various companies who would be responsible for different things, in particular mining from the mines and foraging resources from the farms uh, in the salivating fields. Okay. Uh, so um, there used to be various companies who would do this, one of them being Oilbeard, the Oilbeard family. So at some point within the last 10 to 20 years, the Oilbeards had made a... So would they would most of the companies would trade with agents or folks from a place called the principal city, but the oil beards had made a pact with the, uh, with the principal, with the principal himself or agents representing the principal to, to make an exchange. So the oil beards would provide them with slaves, with wood and metals, with food and resources in exchange, the oil beards would get into the slavery business which was not a thing prior to this deal there were no slaves in slave town it was pristine and would also allow uh the principal to you know gain i'm not sure what the correct terminology is but basically make it a you know a sovereign city a town with under the principal's rule so um they changed the name to slave town they sent in the magistrate 
the Toyota host and the Kuromo Kishi now sort of are involved in protecting it because it's considered principal's lands and their law is there. Okay. But because it's a frontier town, the townsfolk still sort of operate under a previous regime. They have their sheriff and people tend to just self-govern and the, the principal's interests are really only relegated to providing the resources. So the Toyota host uh, in this scenario would be um, sort of the general army for the principal. Uh, so from savages and slaves who come up to prominence are allowed to gain glory uh, being a sand rider and the Koromu Kishi is more of a faction that is like samurai or Jedi where they're these sort of honor bound warriors that serve the principal but have their strict code of ethics uh, that govern them and there tends to be only a few of them they serve as generals or officers or leaders um, finally, uh, so I think that, that sort of covers a little bit of the background of the history. So, you know, there are independent business owners like Celibus, like the jeweler, like uh, the foundry guy who either self-govern or might throw their hat in with a particular side in this conflict. But generally speaking, the principal and the magistrate, his eyes and ears in the town, uh, have a firm grip on on running it. Okay. Yeah. So you would learn this through your conversation with the jeweler. And of course, the jeweler is not very happy about this arrangement because as a result, there's no more... The old beers own everything now. Mm. And so there's no room for anyone to make any money or to do anything. And if the principal's men decide they want something of yours, they can just take it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So I have one yeah, other out, questions? Of, mm -hmm. out of character question. Okay, I just want a little clarification on the goals that we've been given so far because it sounds like Celibus wants us to bring to get the deed to the gold mine and plant it on the jeweler, but the jeweler also wants us to get him the gold mine deed. Do they both want us to do the exact same thing? What's the difference between what they want? Do we know? Uh, so... Um... Well, he, yeah, he does. He, they both want it. I think at the end of the day, that makes sense mm. to say okay. in an abstract sense, but the purposes are very different. Celibus is self interested in securing more power uh, in his particular domain. Also, probably would win him a lot of favor uh, to deliver the deed to the mine and the person responsible for, you know, killing an oil beard um, on a platter, you know, like standing with his various relationships would definitely improve. You know? So Celibus wants us to bring it to him ultimately. He doesn't want us yes, to give it but to the jeweler. He's a little more focused on making sure the jeweler is tried and killed. Okay. Right. So his junior conversations, various interactions, both Nash and Hope in particular, less Nash and Vorel because they haven't really talked to him too extensively, is that is that the jeweler is an enemy and the jeweler must die. Mm. Um so from the perspective of the jeweler, the jeweler, his motivations are unclear to you exactly. You know what he said, but you can tell he's a person, he's a clever person. Um, he would definitely want the deed. Uh, yeah, that's what we discussed, is, is getting, the deed is the key to disrupting control from the oil beards, because there still is a classical rule of law here that they're holding on to. That being said, maybe it's all for naught if the, the might of the principal's men uh, decide to just make it make it so that they own the chopper mine just because they say they can, but that's where we're at right now. 
Now you just called it a chopper mine. Is that right? It's called the chopper mine. It is called yeah. the chopper mine. There's there's two mines. There's the black mine, mm-hmm. which is the mine that's been in operation for decades yeah. that they all talk about. There's a new mining concern that's said to have rare and precious metals called the chopper mine, that's which chopper hasn't mine. begun. And so there's okay. this deed for a new mine. Whoever has it is going to make a ton of stands to make a ton of money. As it been shared with you, what exactly is in this new chopper mine that makes it so valuable? Okay. All right. Information. It's Azerite, John. It's Azerite. If there's any listeners out there who'd like to start working on a wiki for us, uh, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, it would. (laughs) Actually, it's not a bad thing to put out there real quick. If you guys are wiki heads, and I know there's a bunch of you, seriously, we'd love that. Uh, We could use it. Yeah, just let us know, ping us, whatever. We're, We're interested in such a thing. Okay. All right, so back to it. Jeweler's there. He's been giving you guys drinks. You're not drunk or anything, you know. Just looking at you with glassy eyes. Jeweler. Yeah, John, just talk to him. I had uh, had a question for you. Yes. The the ladies down, uh, down below... Are they voluntary, or are, do you own them? Oh, you mean the girls that work here? Yeah. There's no, there's no down below. I'm, I'm, but I thought we were back, upstairs. Yeah. No, no, you're at the bar. Okay. Sorry. You're at the bar, sitting triggers there uh, on the other side of the bar, listening to the conversation. Donk is over by the door in the back, and the ladies are coming, you know, bok bok and geet out when they started going at it on the middle of the floor, and you shoot them away. I believe the jeweler said no one wants to see your dick um, made them go into the back. Uh, so, uh, the jeweler says, uh, no, we don't We don't have slaves here. Everyone that works here is uh, someone that works hard to earn their money. So, they, my girls, they can stop working whenever they want, in theory, although there isn't much work in the way of work in this town and that pays this kind of money. Do they work till morning? Do will Bok Bok meet me at the hotel? I mean, I don't. What? Did, how much did you guys paid me? What did you guys pay me? Uh, uh, I just well, they'll probably be done in a three few gold minutes. pieces. I mean, nobody stays all night. That's just a myth. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see Bok Bok, your friend Bok Bok, soon. Geet out. She's she's. Uh, quite the experience from those who've from what I hear <laughs> so is the monkey we brought with us don't worry <laughs> <laughs> well I I do think that Celibus is not a dumb man uh, I don't think that there's going to be any chance that he believes we came over here and managed to actually get in your good graces, which you are also not a dumb man. And I assume you know that's what he sent us here to do. So, I think my proposal is that we're going to have to make this more convincing. Otherwise, I don't think he buys it. I mean, Nash has no reason to work for you. Hope certainly has a vested interest. I'm more inclined to help you, but 
And Varel, I don't want to speak for you, buddy, but you seem like you just really don't care which way the wind blows on this. Is that fair? Do I... I would say the most dangerous thing about this meeting here is that we were all seen shaking of the hands, which could mean stump across the street gets a little jealous, perhaps. Well, it does mean we're doing exactly what he sent us over here to do, but I think we need to at least put on airs that we've chosen one side over the other, and I think we should head back across the way and have an official falling out uh, with Stump to make our being here more believable. I agree. All right, so as, as, as you guys have been conversing, uh, let's see. Um, you notice that uh, the, the bar, which, um, you know, at the beginning of the conversation we first walked in, it was, wasn't very many people in, in the Sapphire. Um, you sort of, you know, as you look to start thinking about leaving, um, you notice uh, a lot more people in the bar. It got, got pretty, pretty packed. But um, you notice uh, that there's some people sitting at chairs who don't appear to have drinks, who are just sort of talking, but they don't have drinks. And it, it's curious. Hmm. In particular, there's a few men with these these black jackets over on a table by the door, who are just kind of looking sullen, not saying too much. Are they all wearing the same jack kind of jacket. Uh, yes. Like it's a uniform. They're wearing these these black jackets. What do you think these clowns are doing? A round of drinks for the men in the black jackets. <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry, is it, who are you saying that to? I'll I'll say it at the bar, and then I'll hold my drink up and nod to the guys with the black jackets. Trigger Trigger looks at you, and then he looks over at the table, and he looks back at you, and he doesn't move. No? Uh, they don't he, drink? He just shakes his head like this. Who are they? Says, I think if I was you, I'd make use of that gun you got there. And and so he doesn't move to do anything. And he just stands there with his arms crossed. And you see two more people in black jackets walk into the front door. They take a seat over on the left side of the door. And they're just kind of looking kind of shady. They're just, they sit down and they sort of just looking your way. Hey, and... Jeweler, do you, uh, can we head upstairs for a bit? Jeweler, so he's sitting at the bar and he looks, he looks around and he goes, I think uh, we need to stay put. It'll all, it'll all be over soon. You'll see. And then you guys sort of sit there in silence and mystery trying to figure out what's going on. And then you see, um, you see a man in robes push in to the, to the, to the bar. And behind him is this big burly man, and this guy's got padded armor on, um, shoulder pads, and he's got these brown and blue pants. And the guy in the robes has these brown robes, but there's this like red paint flex on it. And he he walks in with the staff, and so the jeweler, seeing this person, looks up, and the person with the staff says, "Bertrand, Bertrand." Where is the, the item you promised us? The jeweler gets up and sort of walks all 
you know, tough guy-ish and says, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't able to get it. I'm going to need some more time. And the guy with the, with the staff looks like, we've given you plenty of time. The Lactid Cartel does not tolerate failure. And he looks around and the jeweler says, I think you better give me more time or uh, my friends here and I, uh, it's not going to end very well for you. What? I didn't agree to kill anybody. What have you done? What are you in? Jula, what did you promise them? As as you yell this, one of the guys from the chairs who haven't been drinking, who've sort of been slowly filing in and sitting down, eight of them in total, or sorry, six of them in total for a total of eight people, sort of walk up and start forming this semicircle around the jeweler. And, uh, and uh, the trigger behind you starts to get anxious you can see him reaching behind the bar for a uh, weapon and you see donk uh, stand up uh, from the back and start walking towards and the, the jeweler says i'm sorry you've made a mistake i i don't have it i'm gonna need a bit more time and then the, the man in the robe says ah, you're you're out of time and one of the one of the guards pulls a shotgun from the jacket he's wearing fires at the jeweler right in the stomach. Roll for initiative. Oh my gosh. Can I choose not to fire? Yeah, I guess I roll, but I choose not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Jehovah is not fighting this. Uh, six. Six? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two for Hope. Nine. Six for Stanley. Nine, four. For Nash. Uh, Nash. Varel. Sixteen. Sixteen for Varel. That's a okay. that's actually a decent order. I'm okay with it. I prefer Stanley in front of me, but whatever. All right, perfect. Okay, so um, the the guy in the front, the bruiser in the front, fires off at at the jeweler, shooting the shotgun point blank in his stomach as the jeweler just sits there without weapons, like looking all tough. And it just blood sprays everywhere, and the jeweler falls down behind some chairs, his guts bleeding out completely. Uh, the 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 um, ogre donk gets up and starts immediately charging, Arrgh! and trigger instantly leaps over the bar with a handgun in hand and starts making his way in front of of uh, jeweler to block to to cover him with his body, and his dog runs in. The mage, his eyes light up, and he casts a spell on the ogre. Uh, let's see where that is. Okay, I'm just getting that information. All right, so he, he casts a spell at the ogre as it charges at him. Okay, and... Uh, Okay, and he becomes he, the, the the ogre starts running. He's like, "Oh no, no, no!" And the spell casts out at him, and the ogre just and he can't like just, the ogre's like frozen in place, and um, and trigger runs up in front of him. Then the rest of there's two guys in the back with guns, and they start shooting at the ogre, just firing at him. Bullets are piercing his skin, he takes a bunch of damage. You see, like just shots fired at him. Uh, all right, and now Varel, it's your turn. All right, I will. Are we at a round table or a square table? 
Uh, you're at the bar currently oh, on correct. the left side. Um, I can, at least if we're not going to use Rule 20, I can at least give you the layout of the place. So uh, maybe I should do that. Here, I want to draw that. Where's my stuff? That might give you a sense of what things look like. But there's a bar to the left-hand side where you guys would have started. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Nice. So All right, the front then... door area would be towards the top. Yeah. Cool. Then what I'll do is I will roll kind of back off the chair, grab that triangular table, and throw it up as a sort of shield to all the bullets and stuff that's flying by the front door. Okay. All right, perfect. So you've given yourself cover, essentially? Exactly. Okay. So that would constitute your action and your move, I think, for the most part. So you've gotten that. You've hunkered down behind the table. Yep, with sort of the body language of everyone in, plenty of room behind the table. Okay, perfect. All right, uh, next up, um, Nash. Okay. Uh, the bar, uh, In your layout here, the bar is up upper left, right? And stairs are yes, on the right. other side. Just make sure the stairs aren't supposed to be a bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah those are stairs. Um, and we're facing down if we're looking... You're facing up. Oh. Up is the road is where you can see up to the north there on the map. Okay, yeah. got it. The back is where uh, Buck Buck and Guitar are getting it on. Right, right, right. Um, all right. How many men are there in front of me? There are eight. Eight. There are three guys with um, look like bruisery types. Mm -hmm. One of them's got a shotgun. The other two have melee weapons. There is a two like ranged artillery type dudes who have assault rifles. There's a large burly bodyguard looking dude uh, standing next to the mage who's currently casting hold person on the ogre running towards the mage okay and if I interrupt that mage does that let uh, dunk or gonk or whatever his name is loose uh, so hold person is a concentration spell so he's held as long as concentrated taking damage cancels concentration all right, I would like to fire bolt uh, Grandpa over there. Okay, and do you want to try using your your sort newly newly minted sorcery points? Yeah, I would, because if I can split that between him and his bodyguard, that would be cool. Yeah, so you can fire two. Uh, yeah, two of them. Then. I like that. Um, all right, so I need to see if we hit first, right? That's right. Twelve. Okay, let me get the stat block, sorry. You're fine. And you're going to hit the bodyguard with the other one? Is that the... Yeah, secondary. But I don't roll twice. I still just roll the once, right? Um, You roll twice. It's oh, you attacks. do roll twice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, second one's 15, so 12 and 15. <clears throat> All right, so the you don't hit the um, mage, uh, but you do hit the... The second one hits the um, bodyguard. Okay. Uh, so you can roll for damage on that one. All right, so let's see what we got here. D10s, aren't they? Ah, hold on a second. Sorry. Yeah, one D10. Okay. I hit him for 10! Okay. A natural 10! <laughs> Sorry, just a second here while I figure out whose stat sheet belongs to who. Okay, that makes sense. 
All right, 10 damage. So you fire up one firebolt. They spin out. They sort of close in this crescent on them. Uh, one misses the mage, the other one hits the it's the um, the bodyguard square in the chest. Oh, and he takes like this critical hit that sort of staggers him down a bit. And um, so you, you hit him, and he's just he's been nailed with the firebolt. Uh, do you want to move anywhere yeah. after this? Yes, I'd like to duck behind the nearest chair or table just to provide a little bit of okay, perfect, little hiding um, there. Okay, so will you hit hi- Varels or another? Is there another place? Uh, well, Varels. I li- yeah, I'll 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 shack up next to. Yeah, <laughs> cuddling <laughs> close. Yeah, I'd like cool. to do that. That makes sense. All right, Stanley, your turn. All right, I'm going to uh, move over and lean over the jeweler. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say to him, I can help you right now, but what I requested for Talia happens tonight. Deal. What does he say? Does he know what you requested? Yeah, I asked him. He told us he would kidnap her. And he looks, he looks but, up at you and he says, Get them! Get them! Get those mother... Go do it! Kill him! Yes! <laughs> he seems to be agreement. Uh, me asking that, was that considered an action? He's on the ground. Uh, yes, it is. Okay, then as a bonus action, I'm going to throw my sword behind me yeah. and yell, Parlay! And send the sword 30... F- is the mage within 30 feet? The mage is within 30 feet. And send the sword into the mage. Wait, you throw it behind you, but then... Oh, because you're facing the other way. You're talking yeah. down to, to the yeah. He's on, Now he's on the ground, you know, Reservoir Dog style with his stomach bleeding. He's just like, you know. So right. wait, cool, it... so you send your sword flying uh, into the air as if like it has a mind of its own. It starts bobbing and weaving through the space and you send it to the to attack towards the, the mage. mage. Alright, yeah. so you can do an attack as a bonus action, right? Yes. Uh, that is going to be uh, 17 to hit. Okay, it's a hit. He doesn't have to do disadvantage because it's behind him and he's not looking. I mean, not that, that is I... uh, 11 no, damage. No, okay. he, he just had yeah, 11 okay. damage to the mage. Oh my god, that's a ouch. Okay, perfect. So the sword flies flies through the air. You do it all cool, like style. You get the <laughs> like parlay, and the, the the sword flies in and it sort of loops and just <laughs> stabs him. Just like <laughs> and you, and there, as it comes out, you see this like dipped in blood on the tip, and the, you, you see that hits a the, the the mage concentration breaks and Donk gets <laughs> 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 into a rage. All right, your turn. Uh, hope. I'm gonna mutter to myself, "He's stupid." I'm not. I'm not. I'm, and then I'm gonna crawl my belly across the bar top and flip myself. So I'm just sitting there behind the bar on the ground, finishing mm-hmm. my drink. Oh, oh, you're just sitting at the bar. Bullets whizzing. People <laughs> yeah, yelling. Yeah, so I'm gonna like... pull myself across the bar top and then drop down behind the bar. Oh, drop down behind. Sit the there bar. on the ground and just keep drinking. <laughs> All right, interesting. That's awesome. Cool. All right, uh, so then the mage, uh, the mage turns around, seeing the new layout of the battlefield. Um, let's see here. Uh, he's going to cast. Uh, 
is going to cast Inflict Wounds. So he, he takes a look over at Stanley, who's standing there making a deal. Um, he's going to make a melee spell. At- oh, this is a melee spell attack. He can't do that. He's going to hit range. So never mind that. He will cast Sacred Flame. Mm. How dare he? <laughs> okay, so you must succeed on a dexterity saving throw, sir. Okay. Uh, that is going to be 23. Okay, so his hand lights up with this white radiant flame and woof, shoots it out at you, and you dodge it nimbly as it goes flying past you and dissipates into nothingness. Um, he then moves behind the bodyguard, and the bodyguard just just looks intimidating, uh, just standing there waiting for all comers. He doesn't move to attack anyone. He's ready to fight whoever. He's protect. You can see he's in a protection posture of this mage, so that if anyone comes close, he will he will just rip their heads off. So he just there's stands there looking intent. Varel, uh, sorry, not Varel, Donk, the the. In response to this, Donk, oh, I'm gonna, you hurt my friend! And he runs in, he's like, do, 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 and just tries to pummel the bodyguard. Uh, he misses, and then uh, his friend Trigger is also has a, starts picking up the jeweler by the shoulders and starts dragging him towards the stairwell to get him to safety, and there's a giant lake of blood following as the jeweler and Trigger move towards the stairwell on the right side. Varel, it's your turn. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm there with Nash. <laughs> turn to Nash. Did he just say, give up and then attack the guy? What's going on? I'm just as confused as you. I don't know what's going on. I think we fi- if someone's fighting, we fight. Around the table then, as I guess the second non-move into an action talk... Stanley, are we fighting? We're fighting. Why? Because they're shooting at us. <laughs> Not very well. We'll sort it out later. I will end there and continue to observe. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, All right, so you guys have, you guys under, I think, considered full cover, right? Which means shots at you have disadvantage. Yeah, I would think. So. Well, that was my thinking when I decided to make that bonus move there. I just forget what full cover is. Hold on a second. Yeah, I can't remember the difference between full and half. There, there are six dudes with guns. So it may get messy. So let me just. I'm going to do a quick rules look up here for total cover. You can't be attacked by attacker spell. Uh, although some spells can reach three quarters is bonus to okay got it all right so you guys are behind full cover uh the three of you uh stanley is still out in the open as well as um bertrand and trigger so uh we're gonna do the they light up their guns the 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 five guys the three guys with guns light up their guns each taking a shot at the jeweler trigger and stanley so stanley this one's for you um Plus three, so 16 to hit. That hits. Okay. All right, you're going to take seven piercing damage. All right, and there's attack versus trigger. Uh, He takes a bullet uh, in the arm. Jeweler. Uh, Bullets miss him, hits the wood on the ground. 
Um, the two melee guys now, you uh, run up towards the table where Varel and Nash have taken uh, cover and move on to either side of the table, right? Sort of peeking around and have these, these steel clubs and they start, they each take a hit of you with their steel clubs. Um, so what's the modifier? 13. So Nash, you're going to take six points of damage. Nice. And Varel, uh, <laughs> the guy goes to hit you, and he stops for a second <laughs> and stares at you. And then he decides to do it, but he has this moment where he thinks he's not going to do it. He swings at you. Uh, is your AC greater than 15? It is 14. Okay, so he also he nails you for two points of damage. Cool. Um, he just wraps you on the head, and he, he kind of looks at you like, did I get him? <laughs> Is it okay? Uh, it doesn't look uh, very, you know, it looks a little scared. Um, now that's the three guys. So, uh, Varel, it's your turn. Oh, wait, you already had your turn. Nash. Oh, he's still observing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, all right. So they are in. So you're, you're ducked behind this table, and on either side, two guys have come around and swung steel bats at you. Yeah, and you've been hit, and you got knocked in the noggin real hard. You're, you know, mm. uh, one of your warts burst in the process, yeah. and Nash also got wrapped on the head on the left. But Nash's body didn't flinch or move, so you think he's okay? Or Vorel's body right. didn't move? So you think <laughs> yeah, he okay. took his two damage with with stride. Um, okay, well, this is a weird position. So I'm bait. So we've got a guy on left, guy on the right. Yeah, they just charged your table, and it was just hitting you with melee weapons. All right, the one closest to me, I'm going to put to sleep. I'd like to try. Okay, now keep in mind the way sleep works, okay, just so we have the mechanics correctly, is you roll a number of hit dice, right? Mm-hmm. 5d8. Mm-hmm. And then it affects the thing with the lowest amount of effective hit points first in a 20-foot square, which usually we've been covering because you've been firing at range. Yeah. But if you fire it here, there's a chance you put someone other than that character to sleep. There's Could, a chance. Is there a chance That's that it's... That it's Varel because I, I don't want to do that. Probably not Varel because we know he has lots of hit points. But it could be the other guy coming the other way. It, it, well, what what is your hit point total? Uh, right now, I just took a hit. I'm at twenty. <laughs> I'm twenty out of twenty six. <laughs> so I'm just so tired. <laughs> it's just keep in mind if you shoot it at point blank range, it's technically possible to put yourself to sleep if you're the character with the lowest amount of hit points in the twenty foot square. <laughs> what if I? <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, careful is a thing. Yeah. I don't know about that though. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. If it's, I didn't realize point blank gave me that risk. Um. Now it's just you don't know their hit points. It's possible the enemy has lower hit points, and that my point is moot. I'm just trying to present you with the risks yeah no it's important and I, I do not want to be asleep for this i'll never live it down <laughs> i'll spend weeks on this show trying to explain that horrible behavior so all right um can i try I to trip i think you got a new spell today maybe you want to try <laughs> what was my new i forgot what i got what the hell did i get large oh yeah can i actually yeah can i try that it's a targeted single target thing right so yeah, gonna, i yeah. actually want to do this mind you can make a friendly target i believe you could also make them grow what does oh. making them grow do does it make them stronger i don't know um let me f- look at it hold on 
Okay. What the hell? Why? Something's wrong with this. Is the site slow for everybody else? Or is it just me? Okay, there it is. It came up finally. Uh, creature object. Blah, 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 enlarge. The target's double. Okay, the target size doubles in all dimensions and weight and is multiplied by eight. Oh, oh sorry. All of its dimensions are multiplied by eight. This growth increases its size by one category from medium to large, for example. If there is, isn't enough room for the target to double its size, the creature or object... Uh, attains the maximum possible size for the space. The end of the spell, see, also has advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Target's weapons also grow to match its new size. While these weapons are enlarged, the target attacks, uh, uh, targets attacks with them deal 1d4 extra damage. So, yes, they're more powerful. So, if you make powerful. someone larger, let's just, you know, because we're just playing, we're learning. Yeah, let's spells. do this. I'm going to make, could, I'm making Varel can... larger. That's what I'm doing. All right. I'm making uh, the lizard double his size. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you cast the spell, and uh, you start. I don't know. Describe what Varel sees, because I don't think Varel knows what's coming. Okay. Oh well. Hold on, Varel. I'm. Or I go, Varel. <laughs> you gotta trust me for a second, okay? But you're about to get a whole lot bigger. What? <laughs> don't. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's this thing I just learned. It's great. It's awesome. You're going to be stronger and better. Don't you want to be stronger and better? It's the whole purpose of your life is to be more, uh, better and more and bigger and cooler, right? Yes, of course. How? Uh, right here. And then I go, I cast the spell, and it's a big buildup. And oh, my Lord, it's really something else. And I cast it right next to him. And before you know it, he is a big double the size guy, man. Lizard. Yeah, so you, all of a sudden you just feel your, your flesh just like <laughs> as your like muscles like double in size in your arm and you grow beyond the table. I believe a large creature for your size would occupy four squares instead of the traditional one, right? Yeah. You just and, and you you like there's this big shadow and the eyes of all the attacking men just like Oh, <laughs> it's like what? He's like, your head hits the roof and like makes a crack in it, and you're just like, and you're super huge, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as a result, uh, everyone is scared. Um, okay, uh, Stanley, it's your turn. Uh, Anesh, also the table you were hiding behind. That's gone. It was destroyed in the enlargening. Do I have any? Um, uh, so, get the hell so out of there. You don't have any cover, so if you wanted to move somewhere, now's your chance. All right, I, I want to move to the next available full cover, if possible, if I have the That's distance. That's probably either the bar where Hope is or a table a little farther south. All right, I'm going to hop over to where Hope is. I'm going to sit next to, down next to her where she's basically Julian somehow kept her drink safe after all this <laughs> uh, i'm gonna sit down next to her and i'm gonna look at her and i'm gonna wink with my one good eye and there's a very slight small smile on my face cool all right stanley it's your turn uh, there's a giant like so it's eight times his size. like what so his height is normally seven feet it's uh um, doubles in all dimensions so it's now 14 feet it's now 14 feet sweet yeah he is yeah. a beast so your, your head's like scraping against the top He's in a rage uh, boss level, basically. Your tail is like like knocking over tables. Uh, so Stanley, you just see there's this giant lizard monster in the middle of the bar. He's like, <laughs> he's not screaming or yelling because we'll let our Kyle RP it, but he's just large. It's just it's an impressive sight. 
He's three times your height. He doesn't gotten exciting. Yeah, he doesn't count as cover now, right? Varel himself, I mean. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, all right. First thing I'm gonna do on my turn is bonus action. Give a little gesture and kind of just and send the sword after the mage and attack Wait. him again. Was your instruction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it chases. <laughs> it's cute. All right. Um. So he attacks the mage. Roll an attack dice to hit the mage. Uh, that is twenty, not natural. Okay, and uh, roll your damage dice. That is five. Okay, so the the, the sword goes, whew, just like <laughs> it tries to poke it again and it misses. That's your bonus action. So Wait a minute, it action. missed him. Oh, you rolled five damage. I thought that was your attack roll. Oh no! All right, <laughs> the sword the sword rolled around is like shink shink, and it it sinks itself again. This back and he's like ah, and this is mage is clearly frustrated by this cheating weapon that you have, um, <laughs> and it just sinks itself in again. He's like and he's tapping on the shoulder of the bodyguard to like protect him from the sword as he tries to maneuver around the bodyguard and get safe from your crazy ass sword. Um, uh, you have an action remaining and a move. Yes. So then because he just looks too cool for school, I'm going to uh, pull out the megaphone, aim it at the bodyguard. I'm going to look at him and I'm going to say I was going to make myself a belt made out of watches. But then I realized it would be a waste of time. <laughs> and cast hideous laughter on him. Uh, he needs to make a wisdom uh, saving throw. Right, let me get a stat uh, stat block here. Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> he fails. Uh, what's the DC? Sorry, you said the uh, DC. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, he fails. All right, uh, so he will find that hilariously funny, and uh, wait, what's it does damage too? I think. Hold yeah, on. I'm gonna need you to tell me what it does. I don't I ha right now. I have Nashes up. I'm trying to wrap uh, my head around. Creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything is hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. The target must succeed on a saving throw or become incapacitated and unable to stand for the duration. Unable um, to stand. Oh, my yeah. God. So okay. For a minute, he's uh, just laying on the ground. All right. Like... So he he sort of uh, he, the spell hits him, and you see like his mind something starts to change in his demeanor. And he looks up at Varel, and he starts going. <laughs> he thinks Varel being large is super funny. He drops his weapon, and he falls to the floor laughing. He's just like in fits of laughter on the floor. And um, last step, I'm gonna move to whatever cover I can see. Okay. Um, well, so you're more a little bit towards the back on the map. Uh, so I need can to take stay... any of the tables and flip them over. I need to stay within thirty feet of the weapon, so I wouldn't go outside of that range. But whatever, keeping me furthest from enemies and being okay. So you can take one of the middle tables and just flip them over. All right. Cool. Wherever yeah, you are, I'll be there. All right. So you're behind cover. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, hope. Lest you break. Dash, Dash is, there's a giant. Uh, you see, Varel has grown twice in size uh, from behind the bar. And Nash has winked at you, and you have your drink. And I'll look around for an empty mug and an open bottle of alcohol, and I'll pour Nash a drink and give him one. 
Okay. Oh, I no, love no, it. want to do like a cheers. Yep. Tink. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. So uh, again, now can I roll a save for the for the guy who's got vicious laughter? Uh, I believe so. Let me double check. Oh, uh, on, at the end of each of its turns. At the end turns. of each of its turns, and any time it takes damage. Yeah. Okay. Target has advantage on the saving throw. If, if it's, it's triggered, triggered by damage. Oh, is it though? What? Hang on. Each time it take, and each time it. Oh, never mind. Okay, let's see. Um, sorry, that didn't. Okay, so uh, he, he sort of stops laughing. He goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. He's, he's rubbing his eyes, and the effect begins to end. He picks up the sword and he, he stands back up and he looks around. Is he able to they, stand? Because it's at the end of his turn. Oh, it is at the end of the turn. Okay, so he's just rubbing his eyes. He's like, ah. And his laughter starts to end. His turn's over. Uh, the mage um, look, has a look of desperation in his eyes as he's trying to deal with the sword stabbing him, but has no way of protecting himself from it. And uh, he himself takes his hands and goes, and he creates his own weapon. So this is a weapon of blue fire and ice from his hand. And then uh, he goes to hit the the weapon that is has been stabbing him with it. Um, now, is there any way to stop this dancing weapon on the, sh- the sheet? Mm, no, it just goes for four turns. Jeez. Um, okay, well, if you can't stop that, <laughs> I mean, you gave it to me. Uh, yeah. Or if I move out of range of it. I'm just trying to figure, I figure out if there's a way to, to, for him. Actually, he, what he's going to do is he can... Um, there's an action here for him to harden his defenses, so that's what he's going to do. He's just not going to take a move, he's just going to prepare, uh, prepare to parry. Alright, um, now the other dudes, uh, Dor- uh, Donk, sees the, the bodyguard laughing on the ground and goes to make, uh, goes to, to punch the guy on the ground. Oh, and he rolls a natural 20. Okay. Awesome. Oh my gosh! Time for that to come out. Huh? So he will roll. All right. So he um, he goes to to punch. Uh, he just he just looks. He's like oh, and he he hits the <laughs> hits the guy's face, and just like teeth fly everywhere in his face, just like sunken in and crushed. Oh. And he's like bubbling blood. He's like oh, now the thing is not dead. So Donk brings up his hand again, and he's like oh, and he hits the second time. And uh, this one misses, uh, and he puts his foot into the, or his fist into the wood, and the wood plank, like, sort of splits up and breaks. Jeez. And uh, that's that. Trigger again makes his way upstairs with uh, uh, the, the jeweler in tow. Trail of blood now leading all the way up the stairs. Uh, Varel, it's your turn. You are now, uh, what is it, 14 to 15 feet tall. Your head is touching the ceiling. Everything looks like ants to you. There's gunshots. Going off everywhere. You hit the ceiling. Oh, oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> and just kind of, kind of like a baby wandering forward, two arms out, go for the two guys who were attacking us over the table. Sure. And I just want to grab them both like action figures. Do you have a. So grabbing one would still be an action, but do you have a way of making two actions or. Uh, no, I guess I don't. I guess uh, the weird thing about it is I get what you want to do. You want to take both of them and just. 
Do you just want to grab, grapple both of them, one in each hand? And smack them together? No, okay, so here, here's what I'll do. So, so the one that kind of smacked me over the wrist when I was holding onto the table, yeah. uh, I'll, you know, this is awesome, and I'll just go to grab him with one okay. big hand. All right, so you have advantage in all your strength checks. Sweet. All right, I got a advantage. Because you're a giant. 13 to grapple with him. Okay, and his strength. Okay, yep, yeah, it works. All right, and then I'll use my bonus action, just like toy in the mouth, just pop him with a. <laughs> okay, roll an attack roll. Roll an attack roll. Is Hungry Jaws an attack roll? It's a bonus action attack roll, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that would be a melee attack of. So 13 to just stick him in my mouth. Okay, it hits. <laughs> now, keep in mind, you also get to roll an extra 1d4 of damage um, because so of enlarge. All right, then I bite him for a solid six damage. Okay. Uh, all right, perfect. So you, you take a bite out of him, and you don't you don't exactly do the coolest thing you could possibly do, which is, like, obviously eat him like a pull his head off or something, but you stick him in your mouth and you bite down and he's like, ah! And you hear little like limbs flicking around inside the, the roof of your mouth as you bite down on him and uh, he's there just like, ah! You've bitten down on him doing six damage to him. Sweet. You, I, you, hear, you hear the screams echo down your esophagus. I will let go of that hand and then I would kind of turn to the next guy with the guy still dangling out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, we can't roll an intimidate because we've used your your action economy, I think, Definitely. for the turn. But uh, it's pretty intimidating sight, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so now the rest of the dudes is their turn. The guy in your mouth attempts a disengage with disadvantage because he's in your mouth. Can you roll a strength? <laughs> Little limbs. Uh... Uh... Strength with advantage. It's a contest. Oh. Twenty-one. Okay. He attempts to he puts his hand on your gums. He's like trying to push himself out and he can't. Um uh, the the guy in front of you with the, the baseball bat. He doesn't look like he wants to hit you, but he looks like he's a creature compelled without choice but to serve his masters, and so he runs up to your leg and attempts to make an attack on your leg with the bat and it misses. He he hits you, it just doesn't do anything. Dunk, you hear the dunk of steel. All of the uh, all of the lacted cartel agents with guns immediately swing their attention towards you and open fire on you. <laughs> so you're, there's three shots coming in at you. Um, your AC is 14. Is that right? 14. Yeah, I I didn't get any sigh, but my AC would actually go down being larger. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're if just I want I think to... we'll, we'll, <laughs> it probably we'll evens out. Yeah. Yeah, you're technically easier to hit, but maybe your hide is more resilient. Right. Yeah, bigger, um, thicker scales. Big as a man. We're just going to go with rules as written for now. So, uh, AC is 14, right? Yep. Okay, so you get hit. Two of the bullets hit you. One bullet misses. Um, so that is uh, 10 points of piercing damage from both bullets. That's combined total. One bullet hurts you quite a bit. Hits you in the chest. Ugh, and the other one hits you just like in the hand. Ugh. Like, like lights. There's lights flashing from the guns in this place. As they shoot at this giant monster with a dude hanging out of its mouth. And he's like, I'm like, oh, crap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, 
your turn. Wait, no, we did your turn. Nash, sorry. I yeah. Really All right, Nash. I. Uh, <laughs> can I make a comment to? Can I make a comment to Hope before I do anything? Sure. I just lean over and say that big guy that just made mush out of the guy's face on the ground. He's the one that took me down. That's all. Just wanted her to know. <laughs> just for reference. Just for reference. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hop up, and I want to take down somebody with a with a range. Somebody with a rifle. I don't kind of care who. So maybe the closest person to where I am sure. hiding behind the bar. There's three guys sort of standing in front of the bodyguard and the mage, and they've been the ones with the guns, sort of firing. Okay. Contested at people. I'm gonna do another firebolt and try to get two. So we'll do the split okay. thing again. How many? How many sorcery points? You still have sorcery points for me. I right? do you get three. So you've used one. I've used one, and every time I do this, I use one, right? Uh, yes, right. Okay. You get them back at a long rest, so right. That's it just seems like the right fight for this. So I mean, it's a tough encounter. It's, it's, you're outnumbered. It's eight versus four, pretty much. Although you got Donk, so eight versus five. Oh wow, double elevens. Well, we have some non-participants as well. <laughs> <laughs> I never. <laughs> We agreed okay. to get a mine deed, not this. All right, so uh, you fired. Uh, you rolled eleven twice. Yeah, tw- two elevens. The two range guys. Okay, it's two hits. Oh, good. All right. Um, so, so that goes roll two sets of damage dice. You have to do the twice. Right. Hold on. Tens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten and one. <laughs> So, sorry, 11 is my total. Well, I guess it wouldn't be total because okay. it's per it's guy. two separate targets. So you brought, you hit two, two of them. One of them, you, like uh, the fireball poof, shoots into their helmet and sets underneath the uh, one of their helmets that one of the guys wearing and just take it off. Oh, he's just like his face is burnt. The other one just grazed the fireball, just swings around the bar and just grazes a guy in the arm. Okay. But uh, you've done damage to them with the firebolts. Is there anything else that you'd like to do? Um. No. Look at I'm, you not missing and enjoying. Yeah, the, the I'm enjoying some good hits. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna I'm gonna crouch back down. To get full coverage again. <laughs> okay. That was like a pop up. Bam, get down. Yeah, Stanley, your turn. All right, I'm going to once again gesture towards the rapier, give a little, and that's the best I could come up with. I, I thought, like it. It's I great. thought it's whistling would mm-hmm. be cool, but then I realized I was just the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Why don't so you I... wiggle your nose like Samantha on uh, Bewitched? Just like yeah, that'd be pretty good too. Yeah, I can't actually do it though. So yeah, we'll, we'll stick with this. Uh, however, I'm gonna make it hover over the bodyguard and just drop straight down on him. Okay. Uh, so he is prone. But not unconscious, so it's not a coup de gras style. Okay, go ahead and do your thing. Um, is there any advantage or anything like that with a melee on a prone? <clears throat> I don't remember. Uh, I think actually, well, let me look it up. You know what? One week that I don't have my dungeon master screen up, I need it the most. <laughs> this is the time we all need it. Sorry, just one second. It's all good. Because I think um, it gives disadvantage to range, but I don't remember what it does to melee. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, prone. They can crawl. They have a disadvantage on attack rolls. On attack rolls against creature have advantage. Yeah, if you're within melee range. It's advantage in melee range. Okay. Is this Otherwise, it's disadvantage. Is this considered melee range? Because it's a melee yep. weapon? Yeah, your sword is within five feet. So, yes, All it's right. melee. Roll so, roll. roll with advantage. So that is going to be... Ooh, they both weren't great, but I got a decent... 
Uh, that's a 12 to hit. Okay. Um, this particular character, that is a miss. Ah, crap. No, that is a hit. Sorry. Oops. You did uh, it. Oh, yay. All your damage rolls. Sorry. <laughs> Both advantage rolls were not good. Wrong stat block. Uh, that is eight damage to the guy on the ground. Okay. So you, the sword hovers above him and uh, drops down onto his face, <laughs> sinks into his crushed in face that the. The ogre did. And the ogre, the ogre's like donk's like. Ooh, ooh. He looks at the sword and looks at the body, and the, <laughs> the the sword just falls into his head, killing him. And now your your sword, and then it just pulls itself back out and floats again, all cheery and happy. And a giant squirt of blood comes <laughs> firing out of the guy's face. Oh, my sword's so good. I love it it's so pretty much. Good. It's pretty good. Uh, all right, and then I'm going to. Hmm. I'm going to vicious mockery. I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, let's He's try vicious... to come up with an insult. Let's vicious mo- mockery the friggin' mage. Okay. I-, I was considering trying to melt his head, but you know how it is. Sure. Uh. All right, so I'm going to look up at the mage, and I'm going to... It's not going to be very good, because I can't come up with one. And it's just going to be... Seems you're without your bodyguard. Let's see how you hold up now. And that's... Uh, saving... Uh, wisdom 14 saving throw. on him. Wisdom 14 saving throw? Okay. Um, that's what I got to do. My character's got to do. Or my NPC. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's saved. Are there right. any effects from save or no? No, nothing happens. Right. He laughs at my bad insult. And just looks at you and he's like, just, mm. <laughs> just not uncontrollably. <laughs> and then I duck back down behind the table bravely. All right, hope. The All chaos right, I'm, continues. I'm going to start taking a look around behind the bar. It's getting okay. kind of cozy back here. Are there any, so, maybe like so, trap doors on the ground or anything? A set of horns sort of pops up from behind the bar and then two eyes and two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the scene you see Voral with a, a card in his mouth, intimidating the rest of the guards. You see Stanley hiding behind a table. There's a mage fighting a floating sword, and um, the jeweler is being hauled up the stairs by Trigger. They're at the top of the stairs. Um, there's no trap doors or any other doors except the front exit and the windows that are there, and then an exit towards the back. Okay, cool. We'll all dip back down. Are there any like really rare? drinks back here that are hidden from public view there's a lot of whiskey and bourbon uh, again you know what was back what was offered was is pretty much back there oh i closed that screen one sec do you have a list of what they have <laughs> so yeah i mean they got vodka whiskey and bourbons mostly just various brands and bottles they're not labeled very well but you can tell by their color and you know what they probably what spirits they likely are okay cool well i'll just there's... continue drinking all right. There's there's different types of beers. There's uh, some labeled slave hide, some labeled labeled slosh piss, and then there's a tap keg there of Dustberry's finest. Oh, let's have a little bit. I'll add some Dustberries. Okay, perfect. So you pour yourself a Dustberry's finest. Dustberry. Then... Yeah. You'd prefer that over slosh piss, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine uh, why. Berries over piss. Yes. Yeah. Berries every time. All right. Uh, so the bodyguard is down. The mage looks around in desperation, and um, 
he begins running out of the the room. He begins making his escape uh, towards the door. So he just runs uh, towards the door, and um, he looks as he looks back. He actually he's gonna dash. He just dashes at the door. He just runs at the door. The doors burst open, and he's out the door and down the street. Wow. Uh, Dork then looks around. He's like, ooh, ooh. and he, he doesn't notice the mage run off, and he just takes one of the ranged guys that you've already um, damaged Nash, and just does. He does the Nash move where he just kind of picks him by the, the scruff and is like going to dunk him with his fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he hits. Yeah, so he just goes, and then you see teeth and, and blood fly everywhere as the guy, like, oh, his neck breaks from the giant fist pummeling his face in, and that guy falls down dead. Um, okay, Trigger and the jeweler uh, finish their climb up the stairs. Uh, they run into the door that's at the top of the stairs, and you hear a slam, and it slams shut. Um, okay, now, Varel, it's your turn. All right, uh... <laughs> Alright, seeing the, the guy run out the back, I'll, I'll uh, with the dude in my mouth, I'll be like, oh, oh hey, now, and run <laughs> out the door. And start you, run, you, you, you run out the door? Well, I mean, I you, guess. You, you can't fit out the door. But can he okay, bust so, through it? He can just so go... you can, he can bust through it. You can make a, a strength check to bust through the door. Yes, I would like to make a strength check to bust through the door. Alright, uh, roll with advantage. <laughs> uh, an athletics check, please. Right, and he's still got the guy in his yeah. mouth, right? Yeah. Uh, twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> cut to the street, and you see this mage guy like limping as he's running out the door, and then behind him, boosh, wood and splinters fly everywhere. And this giant fourteen-foot lizard man <laughs> runs out the door. And he's got a dude. There's like a pair of legs stuck out of his mouth, and you just run after him. Now he used his dash to move like a full range of distance, so. You can use your full dash to catch up to him, but you won't be able to make your attack this turn. Cool. I will... You'll be within melee range and opportunity attack range if you do so. Totally. Like a like a you know adult going into a uh, kid's playground. I had to kind of go sideways in the tube, but then just kind of broke the door out and then just started booking out. Like, hey, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay, um, so, <laughs> all right, so there's, uh, how many remaining here? So there's four of the thug-style characters still remaining in the bar. Um, there's the guy with the steel bat who, uh, he, I mean, he doesn't chase after the lizard guy. He decides to uh, go behind the bar after Nash. So as you see this, you see this dude just vault behind the bar. He looks down at both you and Hope, and he goes to hit uh, Nash with the steel bar. Um, it's a miss. He sort of just miscalculates, knocks a bunch of bottles off. You guys are covered in alcohol psh, as he misses. Uh, the guys with the guns, the three that are remaining, open up fire on the bar and Stanley, but hit nothing. They, they sort of take positions to cover and they just fire at you guys, but since you're behind full cover, they can't roll to hit something that they can't hit, right? So you just right. you hear gunshots. <laughs> they whiz and fly over everywhere. Nash, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so that guy there is... is a, there is one guy with the steel bat who's like sort of in front of you right there. He's right there in front of me, right? Yeah. 
I have my staff with me. I would like to... I know I don't have any real proficiency for this, but I'd like to take my staff, especially the pointy nail end, and ram it into his crotch as hard as I can. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a real theme with your character. Uh, roll attack roll, please. <laughs> All right. Hold on a second. thought I had it up. There we go. Okay. 19. It's a hit. Yep. Roll your damage dice. Okay. Did you, did you use two hands or one hand? Uh, two hands because of staff. Okay. I, well, I mean, I guess I could use one hand, but... I'm oh, gonna... maybe it's not a versatile weapon. I'm sorry. That's what I was wondering. Oh, uh, wait. What's my damage dice? D6s, right? Yeah, the inventory... The, the items have been removed from your inventory, so they're not uh, in there right I know. I forgot <laughs> those weren't there anymore. Uh, Hold on. Uh, add Just go to add items and add a quarter... Look for quarter staff and re-add it. Okay, I'm going to do that real quick. Oh, add items. Remember that, that time where... <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, 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 I lost all my I lost all my stuff. Last night. <laughs> had the rest of your stuff stolen. I completely you. forgot about that. Okay, quarter staff. There it is. Uh it's one D six. Okay. Here we go. Five. Okay, you do five points of damage. Alright, so you take you take the, the staff and you just whew, like do an uppercut style attack. Uh put it sending the the stick and the the nail face up into his crotch. Yeah, and it sinks. Ooh. It sinks deep. It bursts something. The guy screams the loudest scream of terror that you have ever filled, and it gives you goosebumps just listening to it. And he falls over screaming and, and dies. Okay, I go. Uh, just a quick little bit of lore here. I go. I go. I look at him. I spit on him. I pull the nail. The nail's bloody, and I go. Welcome to my world. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Stanley, it's your turn. <laughs> There's three guys with various uh, cover um, firing, you know, sort of picking their head up poof, 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 in the bar. The, play, the bar has begun to fill with this acrid smoke from gunpowder. It's starting to get difficult to see. All right. I'm going to do my last little and send the sword after... One of these guys was the guy that just got grazed by the firebolt, right? Um, that's correct. Uh, Alright, it'll go after whichever one has been hit. Okay. And so. uh, try to stab him. Are you, in, are you within Bluetooth range at the moment of your, of your sword? <laughs> uh, yes. I hope so. <laughs> um, let's see, what is that? That is That's 12. really funny, though. <laughs> it is uh, like 12, a- 12 is a hit. Right. That's uh, seven damage. Okay, so you don't see it very clearly because the smoke is starting to fill up, but you know that the shunk shunk that uh, the sword has sunk in and found its mark and retracted itself. Uh, and then, I think it's not dead. Like Kratos, I lift up my hand as it flies back to me and catch it and okay. drop back behind the bar. Right, so yeah, that's what happens. Shunk, shunk. You catch the you catch your weapon and now you have your uh, you have your sword in hand as you resume back to cover. And uh, I will do that guy. I will at one of them in general. I, I guess you can pick which one. I will do vicious mockery and I will just shout out. Clearly, have, be- wait, wait. Before you start, do you have to have visual um, range on? You have to have vision on them. Let's see. 60 yes. feet. If yeah, the target so. can hear you. Oh, and it's only hearing range. They can hear you. Yeah, that's fine. 
Go ahead. Uh, so I will yell out, clearly a good aim ended with your father. And <laughs> oh, wow. wisdom 14 save on one of them. You can okay. pick which one. Uh, it's a hit. So that is it the one that you that has been hit or a different one? Sure, if he's still up, then yeah, four. So he's disadvantage and he takes how much damage? Four damage. You don't know. You you, you hear the a gun drop to the ground, and you see just underneath the cloud of smoke, a corpse just like falls to the ground, uh, and the, you hear these last words: "Fuck you!" <laughs> falls to the ground, dies, insulted to death. <laughs> All right. Like, there's blood. It. His blood dripping from his ears a little bit, and his nostrils and eyes. He's like. Ugh. Uh, I will see if I can move a little bit closer to maybe try to get within visual range, or would I have to pass them to get to that point? Smoke is starting to become very thick and acrid. Uh, okay, you, you know what? You have to be within I'm gonna... five feet to be visual range at this point. I'm going to go up the stairs towards where they took the jeweler. Okay, so you start making your way towards the stairs. Um, you sort of par- par- part way up the stairs. Okay. okay. Hope, uh, it's your turn. There's now thick, heavy smoke lingering in the air from all the gunfire. Peek up. You peek up again, and you can't see anything. All it's, right, I'll drop back down. Smoke. I'm like, uh, there are plenty of drinks back here. Why don't you guys put the guns down? Let's talk with the persuasion. Uh, ooh, uh, seven. Oh, just at the directed at the two remaining, the two remaining people. Yeah, I'll just uh, scream it out from behind the bar. Uh, you you hear nothing in response to that. All right. Um, so the mage now uh, is under underfoot, Varel. He looks up at you. He looks back. He's trying to figure out whether he needs to run or stay and fight for the quickest of seconds. And then um, he does make an attempt to uh, cast a spell on you. Um, uh, so you need to make a wisdom saving throw at this point. Right. He takes both of his hands and he looks like the spell is designed to grip you into place. Wisdom eight. Uh, you have to get higher to save, right? Okay, so <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so you, as you're chasing him down, and he's he's in, in front of you. Uh, you just sort of like you're held in place. You just like you can't move. Some magical forces like holding, restraining you uh, in space in the middle of the town square. Uh, as onlookers begin to look and see this giant lizard. With a body hanging, the guy's still struggling. <laughs> he's free to move, except your jaws are locked into his corpse. Um, or not, he's not his corpse yet, his body. Um, and then the mage begins again to continue running down Heaven Street. But he doesn't get quite as far because he had to take the time to cast the spell. Um, and he continues running down the street. Uh, so, um, Donk is still in the room somewhere. You hear him. You guys haven't seen him since the smoke has, a, has arisen, but he sort of you hear tables i'm gonna find you and you, you just hear him like pushing around but he doesn't really see anybody um but as he uh muscles his way around the two dudes take their shots at him uh trying to get him and you just hear gunshots bang bang um you see you see lights in the smoke but you you can't tell you think they might have missed because you can hear the impact against the walls in the bar um Varel, it's your turn Right. Uh, do I get uh, to 
Make you get to save? make another saving throw on hold person, I believe, at the start of your turn. The target must succeed on a wisdom throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of its turns, you can... So, at the end of your turn, you can make a wisdom saving throw. Paralyzed oh. means... Sorry, one second. Let's see what the status does to you. Paralyzed. You're incapacitated. Uh, can't move or speak. You automatically fail strength or dex throws. People have advantage on you, and any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit. Okay. Uh, so incapacitated means you can't take actions or reactions. So, But I get to roll at the end of my turn. Yeah, so basically you skip your turn, but then roll a saving throw, ultimately. Okay, so I am, so I am gritting my teeth so hard trying to break this with all my might. If I break it at the end of my turn, I'd like to bite down on the guy in my mouth because I'm trying so hard. Uh, yeah, that seems like a causal reaction that would happen. As you break free, it's just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> he has been sitting with, mouth. he's been sitting a few turns in your mouth with your, his teeth sunk into him, so probably he's due for some damage. So I like this. Cool. Then turns over. Yeah. And I roll a five. Uh, okay, so you still you still hold, and your gritting intensifies, and the guy inside is like, "Oh my!" God. He's, he's, your priest starts praying. He's like, "Dear dear Lord in heaven, blah blah blah." You just start hearing this like strange prayer. Make uh, me a bird so I can. It, fly, it fly, echoes. Fly it echoes down your esophagus <laughs> and in your nasal passage. Make me uh, a bird. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, okay, so the two dudes have shut their guns. Nash, it's your turn. All right. Um, there's two more dudes that, by your count, by your reckoning, left in the bar. You don't. There's a lizard-shaped door <laughs> letting light in. Okay. Front. But there's still two two thugs in the bar. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna use my final sorcery point mm-hmm. um, to try to do another. Actually, I can split an acid splash, can't I? Yes, I can, yeah. says here. They say it's always more enjoyable to split your acid splash. That's what I'm saying. Else. Yeah, if you've got, if your acid splash, splash splits for more than four hours, seek medical <laughs> attention. Yeah, let's do that. Um, attack okay. is going. So keep in mind, you can't see them right now. Oh, I can't. You're not line of sight. So there's a heavy smoke. Oh. Sorry, I should have. There's a heavy smoke from all the gunfire lingering in the air that's reduced visibility. Okay. We were also last seen ducking behind tables so you're gonna you can go out and search for them potentially find them all right instead no i don't want to do that um i'm gonna just go hey come over here you cowards and then drink another gulp of whatever it is <laughs> what's her name's giving me and then okay perfect that's, that's your action uh, action taunting them yeah. uh okay uh the stanley it's your turn all right, I'm gonna run to see if I can get to the uh, get to the jeweler where they wherever they took him. Okay, so you finish uh, walking upstairs, and there's a door. Uh, Is it locked? Uh, so you try the door, and it that's gonna use your your free action using okay. one object. That's fine. So you, you open up the door; it's not locked. The door opens. You see Trigger trying to provide first aid to the jeweler. Trigger looks back. He's like, "Are they gone yet?" There's still more, but I can help with this, and I'm going to... Can I get up to him and get within touching range for Cure Wounds? You can. 
All right, I'm going to go over and I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on the Jeweler. Okay, roll your healing dice. Uh, that is seven hit points back. Okay, as you cast the spell, um, you see flesh and sinew begin sort of magically repairing itself. Uh, and the, the Jeweler is like still in and out of losing consciousness, though he's lost a lot of blood. But for the most part, the wounds... Uh, seem to be repairing themselves quite handily. And Trigger just looks at you in amazement. He's like, wow, what kind of magic is that, brother? The best kind. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. All right, um, so you've healed him. Hope, it's your turn. Um. All right. Well, I've finished my drink. <laughs> it was a good one. I've decided I like dusty berries. It's my drink of choice in this town. And what I'll do is I will use my thaumaturgy to create ominous whispers in the back of the room behind where I believe the shooters are. Okay. They'll be little devilish whispers, really creepy. And then once that starts going, I'll move out from the bar opposite where the shooters would be and move to the stairs. Okay. Uh, one second. The thaumaturgy. This is a racial trait or a class? Yeah, infernal legacy. I see. Uh, so it's a thaumaturgy cantrip. So I just, I'm just not familiar with. It's the first time I think you've actually gotten around to use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Came had across it since it. the beginning, right? I think so. I think this one I've had mm. since the start, but only wish with hellish rebuke. It's a minor wonder, sign of super. Okay. So you're creating voices. Do the voices say anything in particular? It's all going to be really evil sounding infernal. So nothing okay. I think that they would be able to understand, but it definitely but doesn't there, sound you, good. Are you, I guess what I'm asking is you're intending to intimidate them. Was this an intimidation check on them? More to distract them so that they're not listening for people moving through the smoke. Gotcha. To cover footsteps. Okay, so there's this loud. You use it like Deus Ex style. You make a noise over there and then you power run across the stairs and run up the stairs. Okay, so. Yeah, as far as I can go. That's going to carry you about midway up the stairs. You'll have to use another turn to make it. All right, perfect. Um, so the mage again, you see the mage Varel running down the road. He again continues push, 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 just bolting down Heaven Street under panic, but you can still see him. Uh, yeah, and so now, uh, so you just see him continuing to run down the road. Uh, Donk as well, still wandering in the smoke, uh, finds one of them, and you hear a Wilhelm scream as he attacks, but then you hear the breaking of wood. And then in return, you hear gunfire shooting back in in the oops work within the smoke. You see it light up again, uh, and then you hear this scream, and then you hear a loud thud. Oh no! As, yeah, and all of a sudden, silence as the smoke continues below. Um, all right, Varel, it's your turn. I'm still held. Yeah, 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 so you have to roll a save again. Ah, okay, I will work. Work as hard as I can. Okay, a 15? 
15 uh should set you free yeah it sets you free Ugh, and then you chop down on the dude Arr, roll damage dice for the dude in your mouth in my mouth <laughs> phrasing <laughs> nine mind. damage <laughs> uh, nine damage and all the tension releases as you arr, bite down and his this two legs fly out from your mouth in a bloody stream and you've got this delicious like body inside your mouth and you just hear these people scream and bolt from the streets <laughs> and the street empties out um yeah and uh, yeah the, the, the legs just boosh, boosh, like just sort of bounce on the ground well, well, wait is 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 the dude running away at a distance that I don't think I can catch um, you, so, uh, I know as it's part of turn. growing larger, you actually do cover an extra 10 feet of ground. So in theory, you could, even if you're both dashing, doubling your movement speed, you would eventually catch this, run this guy down. Okay. So, and he's staying on the street. He's not about to run inside. He's running straight down the street in a crazy Okay, panic. cool. I'll, I'll hold on. If I, if I can, I'd hold on to the legs in case he does make a turn so I can chuck him at him. But we'll see. Oh, okay, <laughs> so they fly out of your mouth in the stream of blood, and then your arm just goes whoosh and catches it back <laughs> before it bounces on the ground. Okay, so you've you've grabbed it. Uh, let's make let's make that a skill check. Let's not assume you're quick enough reaction. Let yeah, if say... I no, if, if any, if I was you know like in run motion and I bit Actually, down, you could you could you could ground. pick it up. You could no, it yeah. hits the ground. You can just pick it up and throw it in a fluid motion. I think. Cool. We'll do that next turn if I need to. Yeah, next turn. You're no longer held. Um, okay, so Nash, uh, again, you're still in the bar. The clouds the clouds are beginning to dissipate a little bit as the gunshots uh, wear down. It's still very smoky in the air. Uh, you're behind the bar. Uh, can I see anyone in there? Uh, you can... You can't make out where anyone is, except for Hope, who you see sort of moving up the stairs. You also hear... Is <laughs> the weird voices Hope has cast in the general area where the two men are fighting. All right. Um, and I say, creepy. But I kind of like it. I'm grooving on it. Um, uh, <clears throat> boy, I don't know what use I'm going to be here. I'm. Can they? So if I get up and move around, they're gonna not see me any better than I see them, right? Right, right. Um, I'd like I'll to try to. I've left you to clean up the last two. Years. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow Hope. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Like I, All if right, I, so you, you, yeah, you run across and you hit to the stairs too and start making your way up the stairs yeah. behind her. Strength in numbers. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Over there. Okay. Perfect. Nash. Uh, Even though Stanley, one of them, one of them, super drunk, but I still feel better about hanging out. <laughs> Stanley, your turn. All right. I'm going to uh, leave. I'm gonna go the opposite direction. Sure. Uh, the stairs. Is it? Does it overlook the bar? Like, would it be considered? Yeah. A high it overlooks and over. over yeah. It overlooks the bar, and you'll get a good view of everything down below from the bar from up okay. top. So I go to the top of the stairs and look down to see if I can make out any of the any of the uh you 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 can so the smoke is rising to the top so there is but it's clearer up there the main area of smoke is in that on that level so you do make out two shadows uh, within the uh two shadows of movement within the smoke all right uh whichever one is the closest to me sure uh is it within 60 feet yes 
Uh, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it. Okay, that's the one that makes them run? Uh, yes. Okay. Unless uh... it melts their brains, which it sometimes does. Right. Uh, wisdom 14 save on him. Thank you. All right, it's a fail. All right. So was that, 3d6 damage? Uh, that's 10 damage to him. Okay, so um, you cast a spell <laughs> on the nearest one, and you just hear, oh, 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 and the guy just starts bolts out the door, but um, as he bolts out the door, he trips and falls, and you just you hear uh, his, his head just like starts to like, just starts to, <laughs> you can see he's just like, ah, as he runs out the door, and you just hear, ah, and you hear screaming outside, and then you hear the thud, but you don't see the head melting but you have a strong sense that you've yeah this spell does that sometimes it's quite a thing uh all right and if i'm right at the top of the stairs can i just duck back in out of view um so there's a banister it gives you plus two ac like half okay yeah we'll do that i'll just cool uh hope your turn all right i'll finish climbing the stairs and i'm I'm able to walk into the Correct. Is that... Yeah, you can walk into the jeweler's office. All right, I'll walk in. I'll look at Trigger, look down at the guy. So you mind telling us who those gentlemen were? And so, so the jeweler is out of conscious. He's not conscious. Um, so he's just very like, I may. And the and the trigger 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 is just like, they're associates of my boss Bertrand. No, associate. No, who are they? And what did they want? They're, I don't want lies. They're, they're the Lactid Cartel. They come from Principal City. They're an organization that seeks to have a foothold here. But uh, we won't do business with them. No, it sounded like you already did business with them. You just couldn't If Bertrand made a deal with him, it's got nothing to do with me, sister. All right, so he didn't tell you what he wanted. I don't know what that. I don't know what this is about. Uh, you, we are on the same boat. We'll ask him when he gets better. All right. I'll, I'll thank you for being honest, and then I'll start looking around Bertrand's room. Okay. So Bertrand's office. It, it has yeah. books in here, but it's very plain. Okay. There's a cupboard with um, clothes in it, and there's a desk uh, in the center of the room. Towards the right, there's a curtain and what looks like to be maybe a bed chamber area back there cool i'll start rifling through the desk okay and so trigger's like what are you doing best sister that's not your desk no but maybe it's got some clues as to what's going on and so mister i make deals with principal city is out maybe we can find out what it is okay and he just he continues tending to to um continues tending to the jeweler as you do this and you open up and you see lots of different you know there's papers there's a there's a bible in there there's um mainly they look like accounting records for the bar uh, that you find in there and also just there's like a little note to someone that looks like a personal letter there's nothing incriminating or ownership related in there um, as you rifle through during this turn Okay, so um, we're going to get back to the mage. The mage again, bolting down the road. He's a solid 120 feet from you now. Um, Varel, it's now your turn. 
He's like, and he's, as he's bolting, he's like looking back. Oh, 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 as he keeps looking back. Okay. So, oh, I see. Oh, walking speed, burrowing, climbing. So my speed is 30, now 40 yep. with my size, but that says walking. What's my book at speed? Well, you can dash on a turn for double, so 80, but that means you can't take an action. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so dude All falls right. to the ground and then just, I'm coming! Yeah. <laughs> like, boom, 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 boom. Use the ground shakes and you rifle down the road and you close that distance between them like crazy. All right, so you close 80 feet. You're now within 40 feet of one another. Um, we'll see what happens on the next turn unless you have a bonus action that can help you here. No, that'd be it. Okay, um... Well, let's see. There's, so there's the two thugs again. They fire up the banister at Nash and Stanley. Oh. Okay. Um, St- Stanley, the bullet fires up and hits you. Right. Like just between one of the banister things, uh, you take eight points of damage. Jeez. Damn. And Nash. The, Wait, I the... thought there was only one guy left. No, oh, there is only one guy left. All right, so one guy left hits you. All right. For eight points oh, of damage. good. So Nash does yeah, Nash, take fine. Nash takes no um, damage. Okay, uh, Nash, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> so Stanley's right behind me. Yeah, well, he's, he's higher up the stairs. Oh, he got he's hit halfway right. halfway on the stairs right now. That's a bummer. Um. All right. Well, I my I I want to hustle up and get into the room where where Hope is with uh with our injured people. Our okay. Injured people. You run up the stairs and get into the room and. You see, you see Hope rifling through. You see the uh, Hope rifling through a desk, looking furiously for something. Uh, the jeweler's on the ground unconscious. Uh, his stomach appears mended, even though he's covered in blood. And triggers just like got him in his lap, just like just caring for him, basically not really doing anything in particular, but just sort of you know rocking him and shushing him and brushing his hair back. It's your turn. Okay, I walk in and go, "Why the long face?" And then it's now it's your turn. Okay, uh, and then it's the next person's turn. All right, Stanley, your turn. All right, I'm going to look over the banister. I can still see the last guy down there, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to pull out the megaphone, drum on it, and I'm going to say, that whispering you heard, that's the sound of something truly terrifying, and I'm going to cast Phantasmal Force and conjure the image of Quizquaz to attack the man. Sweet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you do? It's what? fantastic. All right, so hang on. Let's back to something. So first so... thing, he has to save uh, intelligence fourteen. Let's see if he does that. Then we can Intel- figure it out. Intelligence fourteen. Okay. Oh, are you ready to? Are you ready to play quiz quiz again? Because that's what you're gonna have to do here. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It was a hundred percent because I hoped Bo would get a chance. To <laughs> All right. So on yes. that note, we're two hours in. We're taking a break. <laughs> Perfect time for a break. All right. We'll be back. Everybody, hang tight, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Hilarious. Go go Hilarious. go pee. Yeah. I'm gonna go pee. We'll see you guys in a minute. So uh, Stanley has cast uh, Phantasmal Force, and so it creates an illusion that only this guy sees, or 
Only this guy sees it. Um, he will believe that it is completely real now that he has failed. Mm-hmm. And perhaps my favorite part is anything weird that happens with it, he rationalizes. So if he were to like try to attack it and go through it, he thinks, oh, it must have stepped out of the way. Like He rationalizes anything to make him continue believing in the illusion. Does that include him taking damage of some kind? Yes, he will also... if. In a target so convinced the phantasm's reality, it can even take damage from the illusion. A phantasm created to appear as a creature can attack the target. Similarly, a phantasm created to appear as fire, a pool of acid, or lava can burn the target. So it's, it's in reality psychic damage. Yes, it's re- it's actually psychic damage though. Well, let me just burning find. Got to dig up his information now. They can do and they can use an action to examine the phantasm, but I mean that's kind of your call. My logic with Quizquaz was he's been hearing creepy whispering, then his buddy just goes running screaming out of the building, and then his head melts. Maybe he might believe that this is actually there. Okay, so uh, you uh, <laughs> from like, he sort of stops and looks around looking up, trying to get aim on you, and then all of a sudden from the smoke appears this oily demon just hot, and his his eyes are glowing, this white fire, and his mouth opens. He's like, hello, little one. (laughs) Would you like to make a deal with me? And then the the guy just sort of stops, drops his weapon, and goes, "Uh, uh, 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 uh," and he's, he's frightened and paralyzed in place by the by the response. Now you'll have to instruct him because you're commanding your phantasmal force. Uh, I mean, it it reaches out and attacks him. I'm I'm here to deal damage. So does physical contact work? Okay. So he, you see his claws come out and he swipes uh, forward at the dude. It does um, one damage. <laughs> is it that? No, you don't know his damage. Yeah, it's one d six, no matter what. Oh, no matter what. Okay, so let me. Then can you roll to hit then for that? No, it just does it. It just hit. Okay, it just hits. I see. Yeah. So the phantasmal force reaches out and claws at him, doing how much damage? Four. Uh, one psychic one. damage. Okay, one. Him. And it, the the guy recoils. Ah! Ah! He just like he clutches his arm where the the cuts are. There's no cuts, but you see him like, ah! Just like, paralyzed in fear and screaming in pain. Um, excellent. Hope it is your turn. And before um, your turn starts, Trigger looks over to you and he says, You're looking for it, aren't you? The deed? It's not here. I know it's not here. The, I... jeweler, the jeweler sent you to go and talk to Timba. You should do that. He has the deed. We didn't tell you. He didn't think to tell you, but I know he's got the deed. I'll give him a little nod, but I'll keep rifling through the desk to see if I can find whatever deal. As you rifle through the desk, Trigger continues pleading with you, and he says, "Just make sure you don't give it back to Celibus. He's 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 got it out for us. You must save my friend Bertrand. Bring it here. It is it is the key to solving everything here." I keep rifling. I think you should do the right thing. And he just he continues pleading with you to uh, for his side of the thing. You continue rifling. Um, one of the drawers you open and you find like set these sacks in them and uh, you sort of open them up a little bit and you see that there are these sacks of like diamonds in there. Oh. 
There's two sacks. Big ones. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh. <laughs> Lucky. They're Lucky black. Hope. Scott, <laughs> you might want to capture on that one out. <laughs> uh, tr- what are these, Trigger? That's the jeweler's business. It's this. It's his finances, I'm sure. All right, I'll keep looking. I'll make a note of those, though. Okay. Um, you keep looking, and you don't find anything really of interest aside from business documents, accounting documents, little promissory notes from people in town to deliver goods in exchange for services. Okay, cool. I'll um. And then the bookcase doesn't look like it has anything interesting on the it yet. The bookcase is very light with books, but it has has books on it. Um, that's about it. Okay, I'll go over to his bed. And does he have... He has what looks like on the map here a chest in front of his bed? Yep, there is a chest in there. Okay, cool. I'll open that and start rifling through right, it. You gotta, you gotta open it. It won't open. I'll walk over to the jeweler's body and I'll start searching his clothes for the for a key. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, you walk over to his body. Uh, roll an investigation check, please. Alrighty. Trigger's just like, I don't think you should be robbing the man. 19. 19? Okay, so you rifle through his pockets. You find these two little knuckle blade, knuckle, brass knuckly blades on him. And uh, you find uh, a pair of glasses and a set of keys. Awesome. I'll take the keys and I'll go back to the chest. Okay, you take the keys, go back to the chest and open it. And it pops open and you see bundles of gold. Uh, you see more documents and um, you see clothing. Slam it down in frustration and go to the bed and like flip the mattress and start shaking the pillows. Okay, you start uh, flipping the mattress over, shaking the pillows. Uh, you find a handgun underneath the, the bed, um, but nothing else. Okay, well, I'll go that's, back to the jeweler's body. That's your turn as you go back. Um, okay, so uh, next up it is uh, the mage. Again, you've Varel, you've made good time on the mage. The mage sees that he's uh, not able to get away as you close a bunch of distance, and he turns around towards you again in wild desperation, and um, uh, with the uh, turns around, he runs actually towards you, screaming, ah! and he runs towards you and attempts to touch you. Okay, uh, so he's going to make a melee spell attack against you. And he, as he tries to go to get to you, he doesn't close the distance, and he swings to touch you and misses. And now he's standing right down in front of you. He goes, oh, shit! <laughs> and, um, yeah, it is now your turn. Oh, no, Mage. He's All right. very brave. So, <laughs> little guy turns around, starts charging me. I take it as a challenge. You know, oh, run at him. I want to just step on him as I, <laughs> as though I didn't even see him there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so like I expected it. a heroic clash. None came instead. Yeah, this is uh, this is attack roll. I take it because you're intending to crush him, even if yeah. you're trying to make it look like an accident. Um. So roll an attack roll. All right. Step on him with a nineteen. Okay. So he slips underfoot. You you bring your foot up to his face and crush down onto him. Roll your damage dice, please. I'm not sure what this damage dice is, but you do get an extra 1d6, so let's say unarmed strike plus your 1d6 and modifiers. Cool. All right, that is 10 points of damage. 
All right. Um, so you, you you bring your foot up. It, it lands on his chest. You push him down into the ground, pinning him. Um, and ooh, you just hear like you crush the life almost out of him. His bones break and ribs like you hear all the ribs cracking under your foot. And he's still alive under your foot, just like ah, 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 the red scarlet see to your death. But he's not dead. Okay, and that's your turn. Uh, Nash, anything you want to do? I want to do, can I do a, uh, this may be a complete waste of time, but I, I, otherwise I'm just going to set it out, but I'd like to do an arcane uh, arcana check in the room we're in. Okay, sure. Uh, just see if there's you any magic. Are, you, are you specifically just investigating for any magical yeah, sources? Yeah, any magical stuff, sources, material, items, just any magical anything, if I can get a feel in there. Okay, roll um, an arcana check. I have always forget my Okay, that is a plus. Wait, is that charisma? It's intelligence, actually. You go to your arcana and your skills. Oh, there it is. You're right. You're right. So it's plus three. So, oh, that's not great. Eight. Okay, so you, you do a cursory glance at the room and search your feelings for what might be a source of magic. And aside from you and Stanley, you detect no sources of magic. Okay. Now you can still move or use bonus action. I'm just going to stay there and stare at the at the body on the ground. <laughs> All right, Stanley, it's your turn. All right, uh, first up, Quizquaz continues his assault. And I want to drink your dreams. Come here, little one. And he, he assaults again. Uh, how much damage dice? Two. <laughs> Two? Okay. And it's gradually getting more dangerous. Yes. He continues flailing at it. Does he, do I get to roll an intelligence check every turn? Uh, no, it's only if he feels for some reason it might be an illusion and wants okay. to Okay, so again, he gets swiped and it cut again, but this time he starts to... He looks, he's looking at his arm and he doesn't, doesn't see anything, so he's going to use his turn to do, roll that check, okay? Well, when, when is right, it his he, turn? Right after... It's his action. So, it, uh, yeah, so it would be his action, which would be now, actually. So, um, he, But I'm not done with my turn yet. Oh. Are you saying he went before me, or...? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and, and be done with your turn. All right. I appreciate Sorry. it. My bad. I got excited. You yeah. were very ready for him to not have to be fighting Quiz Claws anymore. I understand. <laughs> but we weren't ready. <laughs> I see. Um, I mean, we're melting. We're just heads. having him attack, so there's not much for me to do. We're melting heads today, so dissonant okay. whispers on him. Is that the three D six one? Uh yes, it is. Is that the one that makes him run or makes him laugh? Uh, makes him run. Okay. Uh, saving throw fourteen. Yep. Fails. Three D six damage. Four, nine. And then six, so that's ten. That's fifteen. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at his arm that all of a sudden he looks straight ahead and his eyes grow wide and he clutches his chest and he's just like <laughs> his eyes begin drooping out of his face and his ears just sort of start to hang down. And his face just starts to melt on top of his head. Uh, with all the psychic damage you've inflicted and he gets up and goes to run out the door but his head disappears down his shoulders into like a, it looks like a candle as he just like falls over his body's still twitching because the nerves are still going as he hits the ground and he's, the body's just like 
is shaking on the ground. <laughs> All right. Damn. And then I collapse on the stairs because I'm very tired. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So combat is basically over for you guys, which means we go back to Varel to finish up what's happening down the road. Varel, you've got this guy underfoot. It's his turn first. This time he's able to, with advantage, attack your foot. All right. And he grabs on. He tries to cast a magical spell as he's got one toe in one hand and one toe in the other. He's like, but you can, you feel like a burning sensation on your foot, but no damage. It's now your turn. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Pardon me. So, so still, uh, I guess it's still giant. What are you making my foot hot? What is this? <laughs> and I'll, I'll keep my foot on him. Guys, I got him. He says the the red scarlet's coming. All right. So as you run down the street, you actually see you're pretty much in front of the sheriff's office at this point. So the door kicks open, boom, and you see the sheriff, Randy Clementine, standing there. He goes, what in the hell's going on out here? But holy shit, there's a giant lizard out here. And he just, like, pops his gun up and looks at you and points it at you. It's like, explain yourself. I am temporarily giant. This man here attacked me and my friends in the sapphire where we were spitting in our hands and having a good time. <laughs> sheriff looks down and he says, Get your foot off of him. He's going to do more. I think he might run for it again if I let him go. <laughs> <laughs> looks down at you, looks up at you, looks down at you. Who is this man? Uh, he is uh, the scarlet of the uh, the lac lactate cocktail. <laughs> Are you telling me he's with the lactid cartel? And that is the correct, officer. Randy <coughs> sort of walks up and then his two deputies come out the door too with the guns and they've got them trained on you but they're not doing anything he looks down at them kneels down between your toes and he says what's your name there son and then uh, the, the cartel agent uh, looks up at him and says you will all suffer There's you will there. all die and, and Randy sort of pulls out his handgun cocks it back, puts the gun to his head and pulls the trigger. <laughs> Brains explode everywhere uh, in between your toes. The effects of the enlargement begin wearing off as you start I was going to ask like... you this. How does it go away? I didn't know if I had to recast uh, it. Or... Duration is one minute. Oh, okay. I, I missed the yeah. duration. All right. yeah, as, you, as you start to shrink back down to normal size. And become well, I could have done that part. I, that would have been fine by me. I thought we would ask him questions and well you're the authority he's like meet me at the head back to the sapphire we're going to take this guy's body off the land if he's indeed an agent from the lactid cartel we've got major problems in this town I'll be seeing you there soon don't go anywhere and his two deputies start to pick up the body and bring it into the bring it down the street where the uh, the uh, coffinstrufer uh, is and you see an old man from the coffin place sort of come out from where he was observing with a measuring tape and they bring the corpse over to him start measuring up him up for a coffin I'm not in any trouble because I had a half a man in my mouth right when I crunched <laughs> uh, well I assume you swallowed it yeah did that I mean 
I guess yeah. it remained tiny, right? Since my you weapon... feel you, you feel very bloated in your stomach right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just you have a stomach ache. You have a serious stomach ache right now. All right. And if you had, so if you had pants, result... if you had pants, you felt like you were going to shit them, but you don't have pants. It's more just that there's this giant ache in your belly right now. Oh. Just, your belly really hurt. You're sick. You're you have uh, you're actually going to suffer some penalties for the next little while until you digest everything. You suffer disadvantage in all your rolls, and um, yeah, that's good enough. I think that's enough. All right, I will I will limp my way back to the sapphire, clutching my stomach. All right, you push it. Push the door back open. You see, you know, smoke still hanging in the air. You see corpses, like it was a guy with an exploded head. There's a corpse out front with an exploded head or a melted head. Um, yeah, it's just it's a, all shot up, bullet holes everywhere. The the ogre dunk, you see him riddled with bullets, dead on the ground as well. Um, yeah. Oh my! Is everyone okay? I don't feel good. Oh, and there's no door. There's a lizard-shaped cutout in the front that you want. Oh. <laughs> I think we messed up the bar, guys. Guys? Can we... <laughs> we're up here. Yeah, we're up in the ro- we're up in the room. Oh, I hate a man. <laughs> yeah, I should have warned you about that, but pretty cool otherwise, right? Oh, it was, it was fantastic, but I, I, I ate him. While he was still, so he's all folded up inside now, and I can assume this is an arm. <laughs> okay, so as you do that upstairs, Hope, you see Trigger sort of move, move um, a Bertrand to the bed and uh-huh. sort of get him tucked in, and um, he's just sitting there by him. I'll sit by as well, waiting for him to come too. All right. After a few moments go by, you you, you are you guys gonna hang out in the bar? Are you gonna hang out in the office? Yeah. I'm staying by Bertrand. Okay. At some I'm, point, I'm still I, just I, sitting at the top of the steps. Yeah, we need we, a rest. We need like we a. We'll have company. We can't go anywhere. Uh, the uh, sheriff was pretty excited about the guy I stepped on, and um, he's coming by. What do you mean he was excited? Uh, he, he was the Red Scarlet, and they shot him. I, ste- I stepped on him this time. I stepped on him softly for being as big as I was. I did a really good job. And I didn't kill him, but they did. Huh. All right. So after a bit of this conversation, uh, the sheriff shows up in the front doorway. He's like, all right, everyone, I want you to sheath your weapons. Don't want to see any weapons out and come down here so I can talk to you. And he sort of steps in, like he lifts his leg over a body and, and walks his way in and looks around and says, oh. Jesus Christ. Call that. We're all up here. If it wouldn't be a big bother, a couple of us are indisposed at the moment. All right. He's like, All right, I'm coming up. And he starts to make his way upstairs into the office. He's got his mustache and a cowboy hat. Walks in with the swagger, walks past Stanley and Nash on the stairs, just sort of I glowering at them. Give him a little wave as he walks by. Uh, you guys are like exhausted on the stairs. <laughs> All right, who who's in charge of this mess here? Who am I talking to? Well, we would be talking to this man here in the bed, but as you can see, he's passed out at the moment. Holy shit! And he sort of pulls back the curtain a bit, looks at Bertrand, and he's like, Whew. 
That looks nasty. Can't say I feel sorry for that man. So uh, he brought some trouble into town, and I heard something about the Lactid Cartel coming here. Correct. We were, we were having drinks, and these people started pouring into the bar and then shot Bertrand point blank in the gut because he had made a deal with them. And then Bertrand assumed we would fight on his side, and I got drunk behind the bar. Now I'm waiting for him to wake up so I can find out what he promised. Well, so you were drinking behind the bar, and he got shot. Who killed all these men? Well, the fight escalated, and my friends have great big hearts. They do love protecting people, and so they joined to help the jeweler. So you're saying they shot first? No, no, no. The the cartel shot first. These cartel fools shot first. This doesn't look good. Few things ever do. All right, then. Um, and so one of the deputies comes in uh, uh, to the front, and also this this old man with gray hair it's like he's bald on top but it's long hair he's like where's Bertrand where is he give it to me and he makes his way up the stairs he pushes past people he's like get your hands off of him and he walks up to Bertrand he takes his stethoscope out and he starts listening oh Bertrand you you damn silly fool Ah, and he starts you know assessing is clearly sort of a doctor fellow walks in and starts assessing Bertrand during all this the sheriff, uh, the sheriff considers it and he says, I don't think you folks should leave town. Where are you guys staying at? The hotel. All right. So you guys go to your hotel room and I don't want you leaving. Is that understood? Until I figure out and get the lay of the land of what's going on here. I have no idea why the Lactid Cartel made such an open display of violence, but I need to get to the bottom of it. And maybe it's just this man's fault here, but why you, why you guys, you're new in town. You shouldn't be hanging out with this man. Why are you here? We were checking out the bars since we're new to town. We do love to drink. So we so were just were, finding... You, you were just here to get a drink. No, and you got caught in, in the f- crossfire. Get a drink. Yeah. Yes? Why exactly do you not want us interacting with this man? He's not a good sort. He tends to flout the law. He tends to do things under the radar. And I don't like... I don't care much for his ways whatsoever. We put up with him because he's been here a long time, but things like this happen, and it's because of him. Has he done just any, lucky? Has he done anything no, illegal? Illegal? He's done plenty illegal. I can't. I've been trying to catch the guy for years. I haven't found anything. And as far as I'm concerned, this just looks like he was innocently attacked by the Lactid Cartel. Unless you have something you want to share with me that maybe he knows that uh, I should know. He apparently didn't come through on his end of a bargain. I don't know what the bargain was, though. He's passed he, out, so he can't He made talk. a deal with the Lactic Cartel. Yes. What kind of a deal? I, he was supposed to get them something, but he didn't have it. And they showed up to collect, and then they shot him. You sort of see out of the corner of your eye, Trigger, like... Trigger's, like, shaking his head at you, like... And then I'll as the stare back looks at over, Trigger. Trigger, like... You know, he's an orc. He just stops moving and he just looks at the sheriff like all of this thing. Well, I'm going to have to question him, I suppose, when he comes to. Trigger, you wouldn't happen to know anything about this mess. And he just looks at him and says, I just work here, brother. I don't know nothing. 
And the sheriff says, all right, well, uh, I guess we'll get the, the coffin Strufer to come in and measure up some coffins for these guys. I'm going to stay here with the jeweler till he comes to and find out what this deal's about. I suggest the four of you be on your way to your hotel and stay there and not get in any more trouble. May I stay You with remember it? what I said about staying in the, in the green. This is definitely red zone territory. We were ambushed. We didn't do this on purpose. I know, I know, but something doesn't smell right. Something doesn't smell right, and if I find you in the red, it's not going to be a good day for you. Well, that might be his guts everywhere. That's what doesn't smell right. His freaking intestines are all torn up, and there's probably poo in there. There's probably some poo. <laughs> sheriff says, just get, get yourself on there now, all right? May I stay, Sheriff? No, you may not stay. Get the hell out of here. All right, I'll walk out. <laughs> that goes for you too, Green Green Man. Get the hell out of here now. I wish to. You've caused enough it. trouble. Made a big scene today. I got a big mess to clean up. I'm not happy with you. I'll help. Uh, sorry, I'll help Stanley up if you need help. As I stand, I'm gonna look back at Trigger and I'm gonna just say, "Remember what we agreed on," and then turn around and start to walk Did away. You say that so that the sheriff could hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So the sheriff looks and he's like, "What? What agreement? What are you guys agreeing on?" Frig off, Randy, and then go down the stairs. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. And he grabs your shoulder and he turns you around and sort of pushes you back. Maybe I didn't make myself clear, there, Stanley. That's your name. I'm the law in this town. What agreement you got with Trigger? I want to know now. There is a very rare, difficult-to-obtain drink that, as far as I know, is only available over at the Buxom Confederate. As an elf, I am partial to it. Their agreement was that they will find out how to make it so that I can continue to be a patron here as opposed to having to go over there. Deception check! <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. Uh, 16. The sheriff looks you up and down and says, If I were you, I wouldn't be so smart-mouthed. Now get on. That's his default state, I say. He just looks <laughs> exasperated at you guys as his deputies sort of walk in and start looking at the corpse and like, Woo-wee! Man, it's a, quite, a, quite a mess that happened in here. You guys go to make your way out, and uh, you see Bok Bok coming in, sort of pulling up his loincloth from the back. <laughs> and he sort of goes up to Borel. He's like, rah, 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 rah. He's, he's like, what happened? What happened? No, Bok Bok. I ate too much. <laughs> he goes, rah, 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 rah. He's like, eat for eat for me, eat for me. Oh, oh no, not not quite yet. Back and he he looks down. around. He sort of takes and looks around. He's like. Fresh, and then he runs over to one of the uh, one of the corpses, and he starts like, no, I'll run mouth. over and I'll grab him on the shoulder. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, okay, grapple check, please. Oh dear, uh, sixteen. Okay, you go to grab him, but you're just like he's his force of will is greater than yours, and he's just like he's just sitting there, and he's like, I just starting to eat an arm, and sheriff's like, get that damn thing out of here before I pull my gun on it. Get him out of here. But he's still... Buck Buck is not Burrell. standing. 
Yeah, Varel, you Varel, gotta tell him. can you get the fuck off this thing? All right, all right. Oh, jeez. Okay. Bok, bok. Bok, bok. I'd like <laughs> to go home. I want to go back to the hotel, please. Okay. Uh, roll a persuasion check. Uh, a 10 with disadvantage. Uh, okay. Um, actually, you would get advantage on this, so it's oh, so this is still one dice. So oh. re-roll with the one dice only. Okay. 19. Okay, perfect. So Bok Bok is like, he's got a piece of arm in his mouth, and he's like, ah, and he puts it down, and he sort of looks all pissed off now, and he's just sort of following you out the door. And then he looks back, and he sort of waves, and you see Gita, it's like in the doorway, just kind of staring off at him, and she's like, <laughs> you guys, you guys, exit out the lizard-shaped uh, door into the main street. Do I it's dare? Very quiet. Do I dare ask what, what she said? What was? Did, what? What was it? Just noises? You don't understand. Uh, good. That's fine. I don't want to know. <laughs> Do you speak goblin? No, I don't want to know. Uh, all right. So, um, you guys exit into the to the main area and um. You can now choose where to go and what to do as you're out in the street. It's dead. There isn't a soul around after the display that Varel put in the street. Which time is it? It's uh, about 8, 8 o'clock. Sun's starting to go down. Dusk. I just want to go to bed. Yeah, we need we need rest. I'm going back to the hotel. Okay. Let's all go to the hotel because by morning we'll be having drinks at the sheriff's office and making... Bitty shakes there. I'll catch up with you all later. Where are you going? Okay. Where do you think? Oh, you're gonna get drunk yeah. somewhere? Yes. Are you gonna go spend time with Settlevis? Maybe. Jeez. Oh, you were a great big help in that fight, Hope. You have a good evening. You as well. <laughs> go walking down limping. <clears throat> okay. All right, so the party's going to split up again. The rest of you uh, continue on down the road. Hope you were going where, sorry, to the... the Buxom Buxom Confederate. Okay. Um, So you make your way down to the Buxom Confederate. Uh, You you see that, again, the doors... uh, You push open the doors. There's no one in the square at the moment, so it's very quiet. You push in. You just see Eric at the bar, and you see Celibus smoking at a table... There's no clients in there today. There's a few of the girls just sort of sitting and talking, and it's pretty quiet in here. So it's just looks around. Like, Hope you made it back and you're not dead. Oh well. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't die yet. You know, got bigger things to do. Man, so you mind telling me what happened over there? It's killed all my business tonight. That you ever heard good. of the elected cartel? He sort of pauses and says, "Is that who came over there?" I'll sit down. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know the Lacted Cartel. It's big news. Who are they? Why are they big news? Well, their Lacted Cartel ain't from around here. They're from the principal city. They're a criminal organization, and if I had to... Well, I know that perhaps maybe they're interested in taking over the old beards business. I'm surprised they did so so openly. They've been operating in the shadows this long, trying to get oil beards out and install their own people in here to make all the money that's here. 
But uh, I guess the jeweler must have really pissed them off for them to come and attack him out and open like that. And what about I'm the sorry. Red Scarlet? I guess they weren't factoring in on the great champions of the Rusty Cage being in the same room when they attacked. Uh, they did. I wish I had money bet on you. I would have won even more. That's crazy. Huh. So tell me, what did you do? Did you mess I, up anybody I, in there? I drank. What? It was you not. Know? It was not our fight. Well, I no. mean, who did it? You guys just watched? Did, 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 did no, they it? they all fought, but I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't ours. They were forcing the fight. All right. Well, I'm sure you had your reasons for doing it. It's not for me to judge. I mean, look at me. I try to avoid a fight every time, chance I get. It's not my way. So I understand you not wanting to fight them. It's it's better to, to sort things out and keep everyone alive than to have people dead. Yes. Yeah. The Lactic Cartel, if they, if, they, if they came into town, that means they're looking to make a play. And if I had to put money on it, the jeweler probably made some kind of deal with them, and it went south. It blew up in his face. I can't say I'm <laughs> unhappy about that. But uh, maybe you should have let them win. Why didn't yeah. you let them win? That would that might have solved. Did you find the deed? Was it there? No, no, no. It wasn't. We what don't do know mean? where the deed is. Well, at least uh, you know. Did did any of your friends help? Does he trust you? Yes, yes, he does. It does. Well, you know, if you keep at it, he's going to probably reveal where that deed is, and then you come bring it back to me, all right, Sugar? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a look around the room and see if Talia's around. Um, Talia isn't around in the room, in the, okay. in the bar currently. Okay. So, um, I don't know, you, you, you want to you wanna drink? Yeah, get me a drink. All right. Eric, get us a drink. What, what are you drinking? The strongest thing you have. Strongest thing I have. Let me just look that up for the Bucks and Confederates. Strongest thing he has is probably the Gargle Blaster for elves. So, But you probably don't want that, so Lost Highway? Lost Highway. All right. Make us a two Lost Highways. Bring the bottle over too. So they makes two mixed drinks stuff. Highways. It's this brown, looks like oil in a cup. And then there's a bottle that he brings uh, to the table. And he says, to my new, to my new friend. And, and I'll that. raise my glass and clink it. Yes, clink it and drink back. All right. Um, so uh, is there anything else that you want to accomplish with Celibus while you're here? Um. Maybe when we're really drunk, I'll ask him if, uh, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, you're into slavery, right? Like, gambling and prostitution. Have you thought not? Like, there, if you could do anything else in the whole world, what would you do? I mean, that's a funny thing to say. Uh, it's always been a part of my life. Slavery's kind of normal where I'm from. I'm from Principal City. The thing you have to understand about slavery is that we, we live in a, a shit world. There's nothing out there but sand and garbage and starvation. So if you had a choice between being a slave or just starving out in the desert and dying, it better to be a slave. And we don't have enough food and resources for everyone to live like I live or like the principal lives. 
So it's better to give them purpose in life than for them to just go to waste. So you see, slavery is really a good thing. So I know what you're kind of by your tone, you're kind of like, geez, Celibus, maybe uh, you should reconsider your morality. But I'm telling no. you. No. Oh, no. Morality is everyone's. But world, like, there was, there a, was a little world. kid. You got to take what's, what's there for you. And people that are slaves, they ain't got the bones to take what's there for them. So they deserve to be slaves. And we deserve to use them. And that's just the way the world is now. And if you have some way of magically making it better and nice, well, that just sounds like dreaming to me. That's the world I know. And I know there's people in town because this place didn't used to have slaves, but it used to have all kinds of thievery. It used to have people backstabbing each other left and right. It used to have people suffering, people not caring. Now everyone's got purpose in this in this place. And we brought that when we came from Principal City here, so... I'm pretty proud of what we have built here. So I've never really given it much thought, except it's a good way that we've organized things. What about the oil beards? You like them? Don't like them? You want the the cartel, the red, whatever, crimson scarlet thing to come in? The oil beards, they're all right. Um, You know, just business. I wouldn't want to be their friends. The dwarves, dwarves are dumb and irritating. You know, they just care about... (laughs) their gold and their jobs and their work and they don't have much time for art and imagination but they are brilliant engineers and come up with some ingenious ways to solve problems and I respect that so I wouldn't want to spend any free time with them but you know I like their devices cool cool so I can gather from that then Celibus is a an oil beard fan yeah yeah he's He's uh, well. He has a relationship. It's one of his friends. Okay. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I treat my friends good, and my friends, well, they better treat me good. Old beards are a friend. Cool. And you're my friend. Well, you're my good friend. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I'd say we're pretty good friends. You know, two gotta stick together and all that. Well, is there something on your mind, Hope? It sounds like something's on your mind. Something troubling you. No. Maybe I can put your mind at ease. Maybe. He's creepy. <laughs> I mean, do you want you want me to put your mind at ease right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish my drink and I'll get up and walk to the back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to, to his office. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, when he gets up and follows you to the back, gross. And see. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you, you continue on down the road, Nash, Stanley, and uh, Varel. Uh, Hope's gone off to the Buxton Confederate. Uh, you can you can go back to the hotel or you can do something else. Uh, I'm yeah. still just limping straight for the hotel. Same. All right. As you limp for the hotel, you see in front of the hotel there's a there's a couple of these these gnomes standing out of the front doorway, hanging out by the front doorway of the hotel. They're gray, gray and silver flecked. They just appear to be hanging around there, just leaning on the wall by the door. I don't like the looks of this. There's three of them. I don't trust these guys. Why not? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't trust gnomes. Who are Why you? Not? Who who is this? You're split about fifty fifty on gnome related experiences, <laughs> Nash. I don't think you need to, to harbor so, such resentment. So the clothes they're wearing, they're wearing like these brown pants and this these white shirts. The two of them, and one of them is wearing like this kind of long coat that's closed up in the front. 
Is he they're all is men. He, they're all they, men, and they're all bald. Is he taller than the others? They're all no. They're all about roughly three feet tall. So it's not. It's not two gnomes stacked on top of each other in the. Coat. No, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, that happens a lot, though. So good looking <laughs> out. Spirits. <laughs> Haunt us no more this night. We are weary from battle. So do you you walk past them to go into Laddlebings? Wait, yeah, I'm going to ask. I'm asking who they are. Who are you? So, so, all right, who are you? And then, then the one guy in the trench goes like, Hey, I'm glad you asked. My name is my name is uh, uh, Thomas. And this is my friends, uh, Thomas and Thomas. They're called Thomas, too. We're all called Thomas. It's a weird thing, but I got this. Uh, I got this deal for you. Do you like? Uh, do you like uh, timepieces? You know what a timepiece is? He, op- he opens up one side of his coat, and he's got timepieces in it. Okay. Yeah, I know what a timepiece is. Hurry up! What? What's the deal? I'm leaving. All right. So as you look at the timepieces, and um, Stanley and Varel, you sort of stop to, to watch what's going on. Um, you notice, uh, Stanley, you feel a little click a tug at your belt, and then one of the gnomes is out of view. You. I don't see where he goes at all. So you you don't, you notice that there were three, and then you sort of pay attention to the timepiece guy and this interaction, and then you feel a tug at your belt, and then you all immediately recognize that there's two in view. Can I do a perception check for the third? Uh, yep. Uh, 11. All right, so uh, you realize where do you keep your gold? Is it in a purse or is it in a bag? Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be on a coin purse on my belt. Yeah. So uh, you 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 put your cape aside. You you feel for your purse. It's it's not there, and you see the no standing right behind you with the purse in hand. And he goes ah, and he starts running, booking it down the road. All right, I am booking it after him. Okay, so gnomes run naturally uh, 40 feet. So with a dash, he runs 80 feet and you run 60. He's way out of your league running-wise. All right, I cast Hideous Laughter on him at the <laughs> second level. Okay, uh, at the second level. All right, what's the saving throw? That's all I have. What's so the saving I, throw? Uh, it is Wisdom 14. Okay, it fails. So I yell out, all these sea monster jokes are just cracking me up. So this is hideous laughter, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he starts laughing. He starts laughing uncontrollably. His run breaks up and he, as he's like catching his breath, trying to laugh and run. He's like, ha, 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 ha. And uh, he starts laughing. Does he take any damage? No, he just falls to the ground. Okay. He falls to the ground. He starts laughing. So, Varel and Nash, do you do anything in response to this? I'm all. I mean, right. I don't have anything left. Uh, I mean, I guess we're watching this happen, and I'll look at the timepiece gnome, and I'll just go to hold on to his scruff. So okay. Stick out a hand, kind of lazily. One hand on my gut, one hand going to his shoulder, and just gonna hold him in place. Okay. And um, perfect. All right. So Stanley, what do you do with the the guy laughing on the ground? I go walking over to him. I yank my coin purse free. I pull out my dagger and hold it to his throat, and I just say, don't steal from me. Anybody (laughs) else is fine. Leave me alone. Good night. And I put the dagger back. I hold on to my coin purse. I go walking back. You say that, and 
much to your irritation, he starts laughing hysterically at what you say. He's just like, <laughs> well, of course, he, he finds like, it all You should have seen the look on your face. <laughs> I screwed you. <laughs> He's just like laughing. Uh, but he doesn't do anything. You take your purse back with that event. And um, the one that you're not holding on to, Morel, immediately takes off, just runs, books it down the alley. Okay, I can and, I do something? And, 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 uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep that little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Cast sleep. Yep, I'm gonna cast sleep. So five um, d eight of dice. Yep. Hold on, Hold on a second. Five d eight. Okay, here we go. That is eighteen. Okay. Um. So you, as he runs down, he goes, oh, "What's?" Huh? He just falls over, face first into the dirt. And then the one with the jacket's like, "Please let me go. We're sorry. We're sorry. We learned our lesson. We're sorry. Please let me go. Please, 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 please." I'm gonna walk over and kneel in front of him, and I'm gonna say this: "I want you to keep in mind that this is us at our most exhausted, and it wasn't any trouble at all." I'm going to give him three gold and say, we might need information in the future. Don't steal from us, but we'll be on the lookout for you. And then walk away. Okay, thank you. Uh, roll a persuasion check, please, actually. Uh, right. uh, that's 18. All right. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We learned our lesson, and if there's any information that we can give to you, we'll come and give it to you. Okay, okay. Do you, what do you want to know? Do you want to know anything now? I have information now. Um, maybe you give me three more gold, and I give you information now. What's your information pertaining? Mm-hmm. If I tell you the information, you won't pay for it. I don't want to <laughs> know the information. I want to know what it's about. Um, I I I know something about um um about the, about the new chopper mine oh do you maybe have you... yeah i can't promise you'll like the information but maybe i know something about it maybe i don't but please don't hurt us we're sorry we're sorry we didn't we didn't realize we were stealing from someone so strong well we'll find someone weaker next time and steal from them i'll tell you what you come back here in the morning with any information pertaining the whereabouts of a man named timber mcclellan and there will be more gold for you I can tell you now, I can tell you now, I can tell you now. Give me three more gold. Three more gold. I'll tell you now. I will give you one more gold and the other two if I lack the information. Well, I can tell you where he lives. Do you know Do you know where we're met? Okay, give me the gold. Give me the gold. Give me the gold. I give him one gold. Okay, he takes it. He puts it in his... Okay, okay. He lives on Metzen's cul-de-sac. It's the last house on Metzen's cul-de-sac. It's just wood. It's a very plain-looking house. That's where he lives. Two more gold. Two more gold. Two more gold. Do you know if he's currently there? Um, no, but uh, I haven't seen him in a, in a little while. Well, there's two more gold when you can tell me exactly where he is. Maybe, maybe you could check him at his house at nighttime. At night, uh, two more gold. Two more gold. Two more gold. I'm going to bed. You can go check. <laughs> he's and he's probably in the morning. He's... He's probably at his house. People sleep in their houses at night. Two gold, two gold, two then gold. Then I would encourage you to go find out. 
All right, I'll go. I'll go look, and then I'll come back and tell you, and then you'll give me five gold. In the morning. Why don't you want to know now? Because I want to go to bed and not be talking to you. Okay, I'll come. I'll come back in the morning. Give me five gold. In the morning. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he starts to he tugs. Morale. He wants you to let him go. Yeah. Take your friends. I told you. I told okay, you they okay, were okay. shitty. Thomas, 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 come, come, let's go, let's go. And they, they sort of run off, uh, they scurry off like waddling, like, and they run down the, uh, they run down the alleyway to the side. All right. You're now in front of Lattlebings. All right. Down the road, you can see in the sapphire, the, the deputies are carrying out coffins from the, the lizard-shaped front entrance. We had a busy day. Now I'm gonna go upstairs and lay down. Right. So you, again, you go, Varel. You move in to go into the uh, into the Buxom Confederate, or not the Buxom, the Laddlebings Hotel. And as you go in, someone exits and bumps into you. It just it sort of hits you. There's this guy in a purple jacket and a top hat with a mustache, and he goes, "Excuse you, excuse you. Can't you see I'm walking here? Oh, I'm make you. A Get out of the way, check. you big beast! Constitution check in his face. Ten. You're gonna check his constitution? No, no, no. I, I'm doing. He, he bumped me in the stomach. I'm making a constitution yeah. check right in his face. Barfine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's sick. Okay, so you spit out, you, a little bit of, of human spittle, and and it comes out, and just like pieces of flesh, and like, oh, oh, oh how dare you? How you're paying for my dry cleaning? How dare you? And he pushes you. How oh. did you know who I am? Get out of my way. Do you want the well, deed as well? Everybody does. <laughs> you apologize to me right now. You apologize to me right now. Sir, sir, apology! Now! Really? I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> apologize to me. I have had just about enough of this place! And I will sock him in the face. <laughs> yes! As hard as I can with all my might. A reckless attack. Okay. Are you raging? Uh, no, no. Just uh, the reckless attack, which means okay. anyone gets advantage on me if they attack okay. me. I get it. So an 18. All right. Um, it's a hit. That seems cool. like a just hit. Follow through, smack in the face. Roll your damage dice, or is this just undamaged smack? No, no this is a undamaged damage. smack. Yeah. <laughs> Be eight points of damage. Okay, so you punch sock him in the face for eight points of damage. Boom! It's bruised all down his face instantly. And then as you do that, Bok Bok also runs up and gives him a nut shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he also sacks him for five points of damage. Just, just, just gives him an uppercut right in his crotch. And he's like, oh, and he grabs and he's rolled down into a fetal position. His hat flies off and his purple jacket gets all dirty as he falls down in front of the door and he's like, <laughs> all right, I'll grab him by the back of the jacket and just start walking down the street. You know, one hand on my stomach walking towards the sheriff's and, oh, I've got another one. Here we go. The sheriff looks at you and goes, what the, what the hell is that there? What, what you I... got there? You, you're supposed to be in your hotel and not supposed to be attacking anybody. What the hell are you doing there, lizard man? This man attacked me as I exited, didn't I? Didn't I? As I was he's, entering he's, he's, a he's... public establishment. 
He's like he's 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 like he's still reeling and can't talk from the punch in his face. <laughs> Sir, if I'm going to be bothered all night, I request to be locked up, please. I'm not gonna lock you up. You haven't. <laughs> We haven't determined if you've done anything wrong. Oh, but, I'm uh, getting there. <laughs> but uh, let me take this man in, and I'll ask him some questions. You just stay in town. If I need you for anything, well, you know, I'm probably going to need some backup. I don't think I can take you myself. So just leave him with me and go to your hotel, and don't hurt anyone else, please. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Nash, Nash looks at Stanley and says, I've never seen him like this before. I really don't think he's used to spending this much time around people. Yeah. yeah you, said, you guys whisper to each other like out of the corner of your mouth like this is where else walks walks back to the hotel and Bok uh, Bok stayed with you guys. Um, yeah, now you guys uh, again are still outside of the hotel in front of the door. All right, I let's go am in. going upstairs. These people make me weary. So you I finally... Oh, good. All right, so you finally enter, push the doors aside, and it's Laddle Bing's. It's quiet. Laddle Bing is at the front desk. He's looking over a ledger with some glasses. He's like, Vorel, hello. Welcome back. How are you doing today? It, that is a... Did you have a nice day in Slave Town? It was all right. We must retire. Did you do the shopping that you wanted to do? <laughs> we did. Thank you, Laddle Bing. <laughs> You need me to get anything for you? <laughs> oh, doing just fine, Laddle Bing. <laughs> you say you. that as you step up the stairs. And as you walk up the stairs, you see the familiar and uh, the, the woman that you've been seeing now and then with the red jacket and the, the bullet belt, the red pants, and the two holstered guns. She walks by uh, as she goes down the stairs, looking a little saucy. She looks at you and is like, gives you a nod again. Howdy there. And you're my favorite. And walk by. <laughs> she looks at you and just continues down the stairs and out the entrance. You guys make your way up to the to the sixth floor, get back into the hotel room, and all right. So you know you can make whatever arrangements you'd like for relaxation and rest this fine evening. Um, take the couch straight to wherever I can lay down. I'll take. Uh, a bed, whichever bed I haven't seen Bok Bok around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Bok Bok, he's he again sleeps near the, the lizard on the floor, sort of leaning against him in the couch. Right, so is there uh, any other arrangements that need to be made before re for resting? Everyone's just going to go to sleep. No watches, no anything of that nature. Doors <laughs> no. closed this time. I'm just passing out. Only if someone else closed it. Okay, the door is open then. Um, is anyone anyone closing any of the blinds or anything like that? Uh, I'll do uh, it. Blinds, but be, curtains. I'll do it. My room would be locked up. Oh, so you're in one of a, a room with it locked. Okay, yeah. got it. Nash, I'm, I'm gonna shut the curtains. I reach out. It's, I'm so tired. I can't even bother to walk over there. I reach out with my staff with its nail. I grab. I snag a portion of the. Of the of the drapery and just yank it over. All it's right, good enough. Do that. Tear it a little bit. Who cares? Going to sleep. Right. And then as you do that, you guys sleep very soundly. The quiet. The town is quiet, and nothing is. No sounds are coming out of it. There's nothing coming from the sapphire or the buxom confederate like you might normally expect. 
you sleep well. You sleep slow so well that you don't hear what's going on through the night. And hope sleeps well for different reasons. And the um, <laughs> the uh, as morning starts to approach. Um, let's see. What, I'm going to check people's passive perception here. Mine's 14. Yeah. So, um, Varel, you sleep well, but you you're you're a creature of the desert. You're a creature of predatory nature and hunting. You're sensitive to changes in the atmosphere and to vibrations. Keep having to get up to drink water through the night. Vib- <laughs> vibrations in the ground, <laughs> and you feel a vibration, and it wakes you. Early morning, sun is spilling through the blinds, and there's a the ground vibrates very subtly. There's a, I will as a roll a little over off the couch and put a hand on the wood floor. You feel you hear like a vibrate, vibrate. Roll a survival check, please. Hmm. Seven. Okay, you feel a vibration, and you hear the window panes rattle a bit with each vibration, like a... Hear a vibration, a vibration. And it, so it has a rhythm to it, right? There's like, it's it's a predator walking mm. everywhere in the room. Vibrations. Bok, bok. Awaken. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, what? He's just, he seems to be enjoying his sleep too much to move. He just sort of opens an eye and looks at you. Big walker. He feels around. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yes, big, big, big. I feel, I feel, I feel vibration. Mm. I you will. Hear you hear another big step as they get louder and louder and the sun from the window to the east side all of a sudden blinks out and it's black oh snap okay so i'll, I'll sort of serious cat mode or i guess serious lizard lizard mode kind of going yeah. all fours and get her over to the window and and give yeah. it a look out you give it a look out and peek through and you just see this giant form and this head very moves down and then you just see this thing of flesh, and you see a giant eyeball brrr, filling the size of the window open up and look right back at you. It's an eyeball in the entire window. It, is it black? The it's skin? yellow. It, it's it, the skin is brown, and uh, the skin is brown and, and pink fleshed. You see hair. It looks somewhat humanoid. But you don't really see much. You just see an eye, a giant eye, filling the entire window. All right. Well, then I will kind of crouch beneath the window. I will stand and look into it. And then you hear this voice. It booms and echoes everywhere. Who are you in there? I see you. This wakes everybody up. And then you see two giant fingers crash through the the side of the hotel and attempt to grapple you. Um, all right, roll a uh, strength, a contested strength check, please. All right. Uh, 10? 10. All right, so this, this giant hand 
breaks floor and floorboards and the wall and everything comes crumbling down and this wakes everyone. There's a giant racket and creaking as this giant hand the size of you wraps itself around you, closes and pulls you out and you get a better look at the creature you're facing. You see a giant man standing taller than the buildings with one eye, only one eye in the middle and he says, Where's my shiny? You've got it. I know you do. You try to struggle free and you can't. And uh, I think that's where we leave it this week. Oh, man. What? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My shiny. I'm so excited. Wait, what yeah, is somebody? What, we got to think about who has what. Somebody's got a shiny something. I hope it's John's sword. I mean, it would be a really cute name for a Cyclops to be named Timber. <laughs> and he might be the guy we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, he stands taller than the building. This is a giant human. And we'll say Nash and, and you know, Nash woke up and sees Varel being grabbed by a giant one eyed human the size of. Lattle Bings. I love it. And he puts uh, me straight in his mouth like poetry. I freaking love it. <laughs> the animal kingdom. The food circle cycle. Well, circle it's cycle. just a short <laughs> two-week wait to find out what happens. Yeah, it's not too long. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so mm-hmm. next week I'm in Las Vegas uh, all weekend for a meetup for the morning stream. So I won't be here, which means there's no show kind of because of that. Uh, usually it's, it's like Bo, if Bo and I are gone, we're kind of hosed. Uh, anytime anyone else leaves, we can kind of maybe do a guest here and there, but that's just sort of the the way it, uh, the the cookie crumbles. But don't worry, uh, we'll get back to this giant weirdo out the window and what Varel does next. The poor guy. Oh, he's already had a rough day. Well, you guys um, all have the benefit of a full rest, so whatever comes in two weeks. Yes. Refresh your characters. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I love this idea. How big is he? Can you just say how big he was? Or do we... uh, so yeah, and just one second. Let me let me get you some details so everyone can can think about it over the next two weeks. All right. Yeah. So, just a quick second. But he's as tall as like he's as tall as Laddlebings. But I can give you a more accurate foot count. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So that uh, that would make him about sixty to seventy feet tall, I believe. Oh my gosh! This is a giant like. This is an insanely giant thing. This is not, this is not lizard. This is not lizard in large. This is a cyclops. Best I can do is make him half that size. It's still thirty feet, thirty-five feet. Yeah, he's still bigger than giant Varel, which ate a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll be next week. Don't forget, or not next week. Sorry, two weeks from today, we picked things right back up with where we were. So uh, uh, awesome work, Bo. Great work, everybody. Uh, we'll be back then to do it again thank you all for listening there will be dungeons.com has links to everything you could possibly need for the show uh, we're adding things to there all the time so as we get more artwork and that kind of stuff we'll be putting it there but if you have questions about where to get the video archives of the show how to get the podcast all that sort of stuff uh, go check it out that's at there will be dungeons.com and if you want to follow us on twitter there be dungeons is where you'll find that I think it's going to do it Bo anything else before we go no, great episode today, guys. Excellent fight. Yeah, good job, everyone. I, lo- I can't wait for the next two weeks. Yeah, this is going to be really good. And I'll see some of you in Vegas. Uh, be safe. Travel safe. 
and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.